1: surprisingly upbeat mode, all things considered. Wow, That's enough there, you get the idea. Uh, Good evening, this is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio with me, Ian Lee, and um, we are joined this evening by um, Douglas Anderson. Some of you may know him better as Dougie Anderson, um, I just know him as Dougie. Didn't know his last name yeah, until literally. in Italy, it tends to be Dougal Tony, Andrew
2: Tony. Here we go. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm well. I'm very well. How are you doing? Um, I'm all right. It's really nice to see you. Hey, come here.
1: Come mm-hmm. here. That's nice.
2: <laughs>
1: Cold hands.
2: Cold hands. Cold hands. Well, the walk from yes. the tube station, as uh, we are in London. Yep. Oh, it was a cold one. It was yeah. a cold one. I used to think I was used to this up in the Scotchland, but...
1: Is this, is this as cold as Scotchland?
2: This is colder than anywhere in, wow. in, in the Great British Isles, isn't it? Because it's coming from... Um... Russia. From oh, Russia with love. Russia. James, James Bond with, Ru- with love.
1: With Russian love. <laughs> um, it's nice to have you here. It's good to be here. Uh, it is bloody cold today. <laughs> and I was, in, um, I was in central London, and um, uh, the snow was coming down thick and fast... Very, very slippery underfoot. Very slippery. I had to do... I had to remember <laughs> how to walk in, in the ice and snow. Can I... I had uh, to lift my feet <laughs> up and... There's something
2: that I thought about today mm. when I was thinking about people on the, um... Yeah. Slippy pavements. Yes. Which almost sounds like an indie band from the early yeah, the 80s. The Slippy Pavements, yes. You see the Slippy Pavements are playing like the old, uh, the old Windsor Trout. The old Trout, yeah. <laughs> hey, good,
1: like, I saw the Pixies there.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I saw that Petrol Emotion. First band I was ever in did a cover of Monkey Gone to Heaven by the Pixies, which was really embarrassing because it uh-huh. has that breakdown. Yeah. When you have to go and... the. Uh, 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 no, if the devil is six, if the devil is six, and it's all, yeah. and then the band kicks in on, if yeah. then
1: God is seven. So, I think, Oh, terrible! Can dude. I say something controversial? Mm. I don't think the Pixies are that good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they are. I like a couple of their tunes: um, mm. uh, uh, "Gigantic," "Monkey Gone to Heaven." Mm. I mean, but really, it's a racket. Well, before Allison. we get before we get <laughs> before we get Frank Black
2: phoning in, peeved. Yeah. Um, Oh, Joey Santiago. Let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, t- he's
1: taken a more verbal role yeah. as the years yes. have gone
2: on. Yes. Can deal out the patron now. Oh, I but know. But she's got the beaters back together. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, Slippy Papers, and I was thinking about a time when we were having. We were arranged to have a brunch, oh. in the diner in Camden Town. Oh God! Lots of lots and, of coffee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Strong coffee. They... But uh, I, I got oh, I got there first. <laughs> I yes! got there at first, yeah. and I saw you walking yep. to the door, and yep. then you completely disappeared. I totally <laughs>
1: went. I totally went. And um, I'm, I can laugh now, but at the time <laughs> I was really annoyed, but you were just laughing. Yeah, but the thing is, you didn't know that I had no. seen it. And you came in. you'll never guess what's happening. Yeah. I
2: just completely fell from my face, it. and I'd seen you'd it seen all. It.
1: Yeah. I just thought, gosh. I, um, I've got a real problem with cameramen <laughs> that set up where they know people are going to fall over. You know what I mean? So, it's that a thing, is it? Yeah, it's a thing. So you'll see it on, like, the 6 o'clock news <clears throat> with Alistair Stewart. Or um, or other newses. You'll see, and uh, today's been a rather slippery one. And uh, there's this footage <laughs> shows. And you'll just see, like, a, a montage of 12 people falling over oh, in the yeah, same yeah, spot. Yeah. It's because the cameraman's just sat... sat go, go, go and put a bit of salt down. Get some grit. I know, but a you watch... job. You watch... Sort of,
2: um, BBC Breakfast this morning, and it's just... Yeah. It's the lead story, isn't it? And yeah. it's like, for God's sake,
1: just come on. I don't watch BBC Breakfast. I only watch Good Morning Britain, because I'm now part of the Good Morning Britain team. I'm, oh yeah? I'm mainstream now. Are you, what, what are you doing? I, I'm their stand-in showbiz guy. When what? Uh, Richard Arnold <laughs> can't do it. Seriously, <laughs> so I'm their stand-in sh- My life, Dougie, since <sighs> Australia, mm. has gone nuts, OK? <laughs> I was invited on to Loose Women. Mm. I say invited... I was paid a lot of money, thousands, to go on Loose Women and to give my Seriously? first. Seriously, I'm going to write. Oh, down... to give you your first. So write down how interview? many thousands. That's a letter, isn't it? No, it's a five. All oh, right. I mean, no. <laughs> to go on and give my first interview, right? And I'm there,
2: and they who said... read the Loose Women in that, on that episode? Oh,
1: it was um, uh, it was Carol McGiffin. Mm -hmm. No, it wasn't. It was Anne Diamond, Mm. Jane Moore. Oh, yes, from The Sun.
2: Yeah,
1: Uh I like Jane Moore. Um, Nadia Sawala. Oh, yes, yes. And the lady that presents... Who was in
2: Clockwise, of course. Was she? She was in Clockwise playing a sort of school punk.
1: Was she? Yep. And the lady that presents uh, Naked Attraction. I think she was on then. I think so. You know, you've seen Naked Attraction? No, I haven't, Oh, it's five people stand in pods... (laughs) <laughs> and a man or woman oh, oh, yeah. comes out. I've seen a trailer
2: for that. Yes, yeah, so and they're naked. I think that's what put me off, and I decided instead to listen to a little bit of
1: radio. 3. But if, <laughs> but if we were starting, if if that's the kind of mm. crap that we would have ended up presenting, okay. if it had happened, if they'd <sighs> have thought of that in the nineties, well, at least you got five grand for it. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, but, but I so, no, and I'm talking about loose women. I loved, I loved yeah, loose yeah. women. I'm talking about naked and uh, naked attraction. Mm. But so, and, and I had to come down a slide <laughs> to come down a chimney. And then I had to pour a bucket of cream over Joey Essex. Mm. This is, is, it, is what this my is life... This is on Loose Women. Yeah. This is what my life is. I'm you, loving it. I'm mainstream. Going back
2: to your role of... Was it showbiz reporter on Good, Good Morning, Morning Britain, Britain with... Uh, Piers, Susanna Reid. Piers Morgan and Susanna Reid at the helm.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, sometimes it's Ben Shepard and sometimes the other... Last week it was Jeremy Kyle I was on with. Well, I mean, listen, it's an
2: embarrassment of something there. Yeah. Um... What? so you have to talk about so x factor and all the this voice, kind of stuff and the voice sky- right, and, and right.
1: Da- skating on ice dancing on ice have you
2: spoken to to them about uh, reviewing head the monkeys movie <laughs> <laughs> i did i did get a monkeys mention in on monday <laughs> i got a monkeys mention in uh, we talked about the rolling stones yeah well listen um quite ridiculous the ticket prices how much it's the... I think it starts at something like hundred quid to see and them in a stadium. Have you seen the Crossfire Hurricane film? No. Right, you really got to see it because it's totally worth watching. I know you're not a big Stones. No, boom but boom I would like to go and
1: see them if they were like playing. You know, it's even, not really worth it. No. It's not really
2: worth it, because the, the versions of the songs they play now, they're quite lazily done. They are older. Keith's got his arthritis problems. Oh,
1: but I'd still like to see them before they die.
2: Yeah, but the thing is, you've got to watch Cross for Hurricane, because it really centres in on the Brian Jones years, obviously, because he was the guy who named the band and formed the band. Yeah. Stop trying to rewrite him out of God. history, Mick and Murderous. Keith. Murderers. And also... Not saying that the Rolling Stones were murderers,
1: <laughs> uh, just for legal reasons. And
2: also, he never even got songwriting credit, and no. all the all the stuff that he did, no. the embellishment in the songs, he absolutely should have done. Um, um, and between 1965 and February 1967, he was the coolest pop star yeah, yeah. who has ever lived. Yeah. Um, and the Mick Taylor years, of course.
1: Yes, often so, overlooked. um I've got a problem with Ronnie Wood because I once yeah. compared a comedy evening <laughs> in a club uh, with uh, 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 and Ronnie Wood came and sat in the front row, came in late, sat in the front row, yeah, was yeah. vaping and talking, vaping then and got talking up halfway through Joel Domits set. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, I just so I don't like him. Yeah. So I'd like to do that at the Rolling Stones at Twickenham Stadium, sit in the front <laughs> row and get up halfway through and walk out.
2: I went to see the Stones at Hyde Park. In 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no. In 2013. No. And <clears throat> I mean, the thing is, people go and see the Stones now. It's like, oh, I've got to see the Stones because it might be the last time. Yeah, this could be the last time. And it's just not.
1: It's one of their songs. It's just
2: joke. not. When you're. They are my favourite band of all time. Oh. The, the Jones and Taylor years yes. and all that kind of thing. And it's when you are. And Mick Taylor actually played at that gig. He came on for Midnight Rambler. Oh. The live version of which on Get Your Yaya's Out yeah. is the best it gets, I think. Yes. That live version. And um, and I said, I'm not shouty at no. concerts or gigs. No, I'm not no, a shouty no. person, but, Taylor, but I did shout something. F I, off! Me! I, I just, I just, I think it was some lungs I have. Go on yourself, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> All right? I just <laughs> kind of came out. Go on yourself, Taylor. And the girl who was... I was there with my then-girlfriend, yeah. soon-to-be fiancée, now wowes, wife. Wowes, now, now that's, wife.
1: A tra- that's a transition, isn't
2: it? Because uh, I'm, I'm married and, and, and thoroughly enjoying it. Good for you. Uh, so, sorry, single ladies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stop rubbing it in. I'm single and thoroughly unhappy as a direct result. Hey, hey, but... come
2: on. You've got a lot lot going for you. Thanks. And not not Thank just you. the Good Morning Britain gig. Thank you. Um, and I said, you know, go on yourself, Taylor. And the girl in front of me turned around and said... Who's Taylor? I said, well, you know, Mick Taylor. I said, who's Mick Taylor? I, mm. Well, you know, he, he replaced Brian Jones. No. To which she retorted.
1: She didn't. "Who's Gosh. Who's Brian well, Jones? Well, then she should have been removed by security. Yeah. yeah. You should have to pass <clears throat> an, a... a, a not, not a difficult test, but mm. you should have to pass a test mm. to go in and see a Heritage Act. But I used some Brian Jones audio
2: on the last episode of the public service broadcast oh that was s- smoothly mm-hmm. done well mm-hmm. done the third series yeah. of of my music podcast yeah but the audio i used of brian was from a radio interview he did in 1965 yeah. on swedish radio gosh this is a world we live in now you can actually yeah. collate and collect these kind of weird yeah. audio things and use them in a podcast
1: format yeah it's exciting that... and but... scene <laughs> um if you've ever shouted out anything at a gig 3444991000 I have put off to the point where they've they've stopped singing and given me dirty looks Prince and Neil Diamond both I was singing louder than they were yeah, yeah. and they stopped and looked at me and and my girlfriend um both times I went yeah he he stopped and he gave you a dirty look um and also I've shouted and I regret shouting this <laughs> At a Beach Boy, at a Brian Wilson concert, when he was um, premiering Smile at the Royal Festival. All I wanna do... do. And I was very... I'm gonna say it. I was very high, very drunk. Me and my friend had had just gone in. We saw an empty box.
2: High on Uh, the pot, was was it? The the
1: old pot? The old potage. (laughs) And we went into this box, just because it was empty, and we sat there, and then some (coughs) other drunk gentlemen came in, and they were so drunk, one of them needed to have a wee wee but he couldn't be bothered to go to the toilet so he he, he downed his pint and peed in his glass and I shouted out very very loudly uh who needs Mike Love so loudly that it appears on the bootleg recording of it um but I regret doing that I'm
2: well aware that we were singing a Might Love song yeah there even though you were talking about Mr Wilson Love and Mercy yeah the the movie the movie yeah Oh, I adore mm. all those studio scenes when they're doing pet sounds and good
1: vibrations. I
2: thought it was done really well. Yeah, I, you, I can see you're uncon- No, you're, you're, I enjoyed you're... the film
1: a lot, actually. I, 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 I was more interested in the 80s period, but then I thought mm. John Cusack didn't do it very well. Oh, right. He didn't, right. Uh, oh, he didn't do the, the dropped jaw. Paul
2: Dano's a really good actor. Oh, he's great. He Everything he's in, he's yeah. just... And yet to win an Oscar, but seems to be in a lot of movies with a Cast who are pretty much yeah. all Oscar winners, yeah. and he's he can act them, yeah, he could act the pants off them. Wow, if, if these, and I used post I use and I used the pants in the, both the American and the British uh, post, terminology. I just think now we can't really make jokes about
1: people losing their. Do faces.
2: you know, what I think post Weinstein, what is a shame how obviously there's this uh, the Greta Gerwig films, you know, it's up for she's yeah. up for best director and, yeah. and, and and it's up for best film, and and so the women are, you know, quite rightly taking. Uh, centre stage. Yes. Why couldn't this happen before? Obviously, but why couldn't it happen when the amazing Andrew Arnold film American Honey was out yes. a couple of years ago, which should have won absolutely a BAFTA and should have been up for best film and best director at the Oscars? Yes. wasn't. won won the, the jury prize at yeah. Cannes. But uh, gosh, you know, well, now, now I fear tokenism where it should have just be yeah, let's get things right from the get go. You know,
1: it's time for the birds. <laughs> oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. We've got some calls. That's unbelievable, isn't that is it? Unbelievable. I, I know. Let's go to Gap. No, your comments. Oh, I'm so sorry. G- Gatford's quite a, a dry caller, so we'll we'll oh. will get we'll get to the meat and veg of this very quickly, then discard him.
3: Yes. I, I've got a question uh, for you both. Yes. Uh, mm.
4: Who's
2: the most famous person that's hugged you? That is actually a good question. Not, not that you've hugged, but... It's I, I, you. I can say probably most recently, Gary, Gary oh. Gatford, Gary yes. Gatford if, if, that's, if that's OK, oh. just... Um, Shia LaBeouf. Ooh, impressive. Mm-hmm. Who gets a bit of a bad rap sometimes. I found him very lovable. Uh-huh. And, oh, I tell you what, I, I recently yep. watched him playing uh, John McEnroe. And uh, oh, the, uh, uh the, 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 the Bjorn out. Borg, yeah, and, and I thought it was he was very good in it. And he was, of course, was in the aforementioned Angie Arnold film,
1: American well, Honey. Mine would be, and she also kissed me, mm. um mm. Angelina Jolie.
2: Yeah, because yeah. you were in a film with her. I was in a movie with her.
1: Yeah, you were, co-starred you, in a movie mm. with her. She came mm. over to me. She was stood behind me, but my peripheral vision saw her there, and I was talking to a very boring, old, extra woman, really boring. <laughs> Because just being polite, and I was thinking all the time. Um, Angelina Jolie stood right behind me. Can you finish your boring story so I can go and talk to her? Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, she finished. I turned around and uh, was it a lip kiss? It was. She kissed me with her lips. Yes. And yeah, but
2: was it on? Where? Where? Where did? Where did? You was, mean was it lip to lip? Where did it land?
1: It landed. Um, it was on a cheek. Right. Oh. But I will not be any <laughs> <laughs> more. Gentlemen, don't tell. And, and you? <laughs> and she told me that I was funny as well. You are funny. day. You're funny and lovable. There we go. And <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good good. Can I, can I tell you
3: who's the most famous person who's hugged me? Yes,
2: yes of sure. course.
3: Yeah, Dougie Anderson.
2: Oh, well...
1: Oh, well, uh, well, uh, well, wella uh, oh. Tell me more, now, tell me now, more Did now you now put married. up a fate? <laughs> <laughs> bit rapey, Grease, isn't it? It's a little bit rapey, Grease, isn't it? Is, it really is an unpleasant... You, no, come on. on, you need to just calm down there What about Grease 2? Does that equally... Um, well, we've, we've got the owner of Grease 2 on the line ah, Alan, yeah. Alan, Alan, you own Grease 2, don't that you? That's correct! Yep, Alan, uh, we gave away movies and Alan owns oh. the rights to Grease 2 Wow Starring Maxwell Caulfield <laughs> He's never Yes, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, what have you called him for, Gatford? Uh, the, the Caddick? I've got a question for Dougie. Oh, okay. Well, you go, Dougie's here, oh, so it's oh. a coincidence. <laughs> if, you, if you could star in Greece 2, which character
5: would you be? Oh.
2: Well, first of all, it's a tricky one to answer because I haven't seen no. Greece 2.
6: Sacrilege!
2: Like well, um, but I will answer by saying probably Fiona.
1: I don't think a piano was in Greek, too. Well, there would be if Dougie were in it. Um, th- this music podcast you do, yes. G- come on, give us, give us, the, give, us the, the <clears throat> give us the stats. Give us the stats. I can give you the name of it first of all. Okay, yeah, that's what uh, I meant.
2: <laughs> don't want any numbers. Uh, the Public Service Broadcast. Yeah. And it's a mixture of all kinds of music, new and old. Soundtracks, obviously. I chat yeah. throughout about music and and about uh, art life in general I like to use old audio things I found this amazing um, in the latest episode episode 3 it was some old John Lennon interview Mm. and what's great about it he's just talking about the Nixon era and I think Nixon was in power at the time and he's just being told the people in power are are, are lunatics and all that and obviously it could have just been about the times we're living in now but I've got this song from Willie Dunn I pity the country which was written in I think the early 70s, which could have been written just now about what's happening in the world. And I got this piece of audio and I segued into Willie Dunn oh, and it's just joyous. Oh. It's absolutely... Willie Dunn's this... I found his music on this... I don't know, n- Willie, Native don't. American Volume 1 compilation. Yes. It's all about the, the these Native American or people off Native American stock who became sort of folk musicians in the 60s, 70s. Yeah. And they released these sort of one-off singles, which were completely lost. And you know the Light in the Attic label? No. Oh, you'll, oh you've got to look into Light okay. in the Attic. So they find all these, and they reissued great albums, like yeah. maybe... Um, I'm trying to think some stuff that you would probably know... I'll have a ponder, a cogitation. Mm. I shall cogitate, angry cogitate whilst talking.
1: Okay, gosh.
2: Um, so, Light in the Attic put it out as this compilation. So, that's what it is. And people really dig it. Like people like you, people like Gideon at the yeah. Six music. Yeah, yeah. And. I mean, you know me, music is my first love, so it's nice. Just, yes. And I do a on Mixcloud, because Mixcloud, thank God for Mixcloud. Because you, you can play songs on there. You can, you can use licensed music. Yeah. It's ostensibly you're doing a radio show. Yeah, yeah, Mixcloud's great. I did a, sh- a little thing on there yeah. for a while. It's and good. It's, if you, if you want to do a music a music podcast, because yeah. you can do, I think you can do podcasts and you can use music up until about 20 seconds. You can't use any more because it's yeah. licensed. And Mixcloud's a bit like, I guess, the iPlayer, isn't it? How you can just, you, you stream it. Yeah. And um, And they'd
1: pay they cover all the royalties and cover
2: all, all the things. costs. And um yeah, so it's mixcloud.com forward slash mister Douglas Anderson. Okay. Or or it's the latest episode is pinned. Pinned as a tweet well, I'm going to You can I'm if, gonna retweet it. That'd be really nice.
1: And during the next ad break in a couple of minutes I'm gonna yeah. um, retweet and it. And it. it's
2: got old audio stuff, me talking to Idris Elba about African funk. What's the audio on this? It's got me <laughs> Uh, trying to tell a Spice Girl that she should definitely work with the Beastie Boys.
1: Oh, really? Which Spice Girl? Mel C. Mel C. I, I love, love Mel, C. Mel C. I love Mel C. Um, I'm genuinely excited. The Spice Girls are getting back together because my kids, my youngest boy, loves the Spice Girls. Loves them. And I'm going to. We. I took him to see a Spice Girls tribute.
7: Yeah.
1: At um, a theatre in High Wycombe, um, and it was one of the. How old's your boy now? Six. Wow. It was one of the tensest evenings of my. Like it was, we were like the only um, blokes there, apart yeah. from. Uh, but it's only the only heterosexual gentleman. But it was primarily. Hen Nights, it was Hen Nights yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And it kicked off. They had to. The Spice Girls had to leave the stage at one point because it was getting, and, and the lights came on and there was a fight going I've on. I've just thought of a semi interesting conversational topic. Has yeah. there ever
2: been a band as big as that who have only released one, what you would call, successful album? Yeah. Because their second album did. No, they, they had two, they successful, two albums. successful albums, and then the, the, and then the one third kind one was, of was just on like, the that was it. So they did a bit of an oasis. Didn't they had they, I the guess. Spice, they had Spice and Spice World. Right, so Spice World was the second, second one. Um, right, so they were. Would... So did that have good? Thank you very much. much. I think that
1: was on there, um,
2: but then I the... think that was a number two. I don't think that, I think that was I the first. Was I think that was the first single. To, I'm going to ignore that. The first single you're not you're well to go advised. to number one. I um, may be wrong. I may be wrong. I. I but
1: the, then, then I found <clears> out <throat> that they had hits after all of that. And and my boy's got the Spice Girls' greatest hits. And they, when Jerry left, they still yeah. had hits. Holla. Oh,
2: no one, holla, 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 holla. <laughs> holla, 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 no, come, n- come, come on. Nobody's ganting for that oh. in the youth club.
1: My boy was singing it, and it's all about let me take you to my fantasy room. Oh, God. It, outrageous. Um. <laughs> you OK? You're right. just hey, Dickie. Okay, um, take it easy. Mal has tweeted before. I'm just before we go to um, Andre. Mal Kennedy is it the
2: neighbour's the no. character? No.
1: I went to see the Rolling Stones at Slane Castle in Ireland in 1982 when I was 18. Oh. I was not a fan really, but was told by older rock mates that this was the last time they would probably tour. Yeah. Lol. I, enjoy, I enjoyed John Cougar Mellencamp and the Jay Giles band that day more so. Go figure.
2: <laughs> it's a strange one. You, you started the show with Dylan and you've yeah. recently got into Dylan.
1: I only just got into him. Years of, of trying.
2: Yeah. You've read Chronicles, yep. which we spoke about off-air. Yeah. Because I'd like to think we're friends off-air as mm, well as on.
1: Yes, I think so.
2: <laughs> and, and that's a good book. Yep. I like the fact what it does that's a good thing. It's not just... Bob Dylan's life started here, and he talks about it. It kind of jumps around, oh, doesn't I like it? That, the, yeah, yeah, I do um, like which that. Which is which makes for a better read. No thing.
1: direction home, of course. The um, Scorsese. Well, it's not really Scorsese.
2: No, he's kind of used a lot of D. A. Penny Baker. Well, no, it's not even
1: that. He someone else made the documentary, but couldn't really get it released. So Scorsese, said, oh, I'll. I'll Buy it off so you. you put the name of Scorsese on it? Yeah. It's a showbiz trick. Yeah, I was just disp- but that's good. <coughs> but I like di- my favorite Dylan periods are sixty nine through seventy four. Yeah, seventy five, and also um, the late nineties up into the two thousand and tens. Yeah, I like old Dylan. So you're like, do you like? You like? Must be Santa. Must <laughs> be Santa. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Andre's on the line. Good evening, Andre. <coughs> Evening. Yes. Right. Right. I was just like to get
3: a, have a quick word with the fella, ask him a few dopey questions, if that's okay.
1: Oh, where well, you go? You speak yeah. to the fella. Well, am I, am I the fella? You're the fella. Oh gosh. In this scenario. yeah. Hiya. Hi. First, Hi.
3: Question.
1: first question.
3: First question. Do you like haggis?
1: Well, I okay. uh, I do. I do.
2: Yeah. here's the oh, thing.
3: Well. Here's the thing. Well. Here's yeah. the thing, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. I I like haggis, and and every Beautiful. yeah. Lovely. Every year yes, there'll seriously. be like jokes oh, on. World can you, fried, or, oh, sorry.
3: Can,
1: can you shut up, Andre? Yeah, there'll be like jokes on Emma Dale and the Archers about oh you've got to, I don't want to eat haggis it's bloody good. haggis is delicious I don't yeah. get what yeah. the please please shut up Andre please please shut Ow. up. Oh, um, sorry, I'll, I'll fancy one now. It gives me indigestion, though. It, it gives me heartburn. Yeah, uh, well... Yeah. well you're, you're please, to, please... you
3: cut the arms off. <laughs> now, next question. Jesus. Well, first question, right. yeah? If
1: it's
2: another vaguely racist one, I it's will It's not going to be off. about when was the last time you tossed your kibber no. or something like that, is it? Right, the dust.
3: next one. You know you're talking about, um... Oh. A hen night, or was saying, that the Spice Girls. Yes. I was just last to ask the gentleman, has he ever been to a cockdo? Not a hen night, a cockdo. do. Okay,
2: thanks very much.
1: I mean, I just, I just, I, I don't know what to say. I I'm, mean, I, I am mortified. I, I
2: don't blame the cockneys as a race, <laughs> but you always. I am
1: embarrassed. You always get one litter mongerer in the pack, <laughs> don't you? You're you? <laughs> this, this studio is my house. You're the guest in my house. Mm. And the callers are in many ways my children. And my children have basically come and soiled their nappies in front of you.
2: Just thinking again to off mic, something we were
1: talking about. Have you been to a cock do? Uh,
2: <laughs> not this week. No. Mm. Um, you were watching some Limmy when I, yes, when I came I was in, watching, yeah. and Limmy does his. I mean, as, as you know, some people might not know that. Yeah. I, I'm not a big computer guy. I'm no. not, you know, um, but he uh, streams. He, he streams himself video thing. games, yeah. And I think you should do the same because yeah. you are passionate about your, your video games. Yeah. Um, as the one of the ex presenters of a computer
1: game. Uh, well, this is uh, this is what four. is going to be happening.
2: And I think you should do it because I would watch that, even though I'm not into. I my...
1: am. Um, my bosses <coughs> here have very kindly allowed me. In March, <laughs> I am leaving Talk Radio to become a professional video game streamer, um, and I am confident that I can make fifty thousand pounds in the first six months. And um, I urge everybody to go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash rabbit hole. Hold on, you're
2: leaving this show?
1: Leaving this show. What? For good? Yeah. Really? When? March. What well, a good job of popped in in February, isn't it? Isn't it just? Um, 4991000. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. Late night conversation, well
0: losing sleep over. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk
7: Radio.
1: We have ways of making you talk. Um, an update from Mal. It wasn't uh, John Cougar Mellencamp. It was George Thorogood and the Destroyers. <laughs> So that left an impression. Uh, This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. You can listen to us on DAB, download the app, or go to talkradio.co.uk. You can watch us as well. Um, Streaming from my phone, because I I brought all of the wrong leads, because I'm a knob. Oh, Oh, no, no. there's there's my lead. What the heck? What the heck? WTF, and I only just found out what the F stands for. <laughs> Would have been using that. So we'll, we'll set that up in a bit, then. We'll set that up in a bit, guys. High quality. High... What's that for? What are the leads for? The lead is for... We're, we're going to stream...
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, this is a YouTube live stream, isn't it? We're going to stream it YouTube. Right, um, right, And it's going to be... With that... Actually, I might not have the other... There we go. With with that lead, I can stream it in HD, which stands for hard definition. Yeah, as opposed to streaming it from my um, telephone. Hey, hey, do you know what?
2: I uh, sometimes pop on YouTube and I see, um, you know, the, the live rabbit hole gigs that you and Catherine do. Oh, very yeah. funny. I think you're very funny together. I think Catherine's very funny. She's brilliant, isn't she? She's very funny. You're you're obviously have a track record in in, in humor in the humor department. <laughs>
1: and um, yeah, i funny. It. Yeah, Cath is not one of is not a confident performer, and yet she's. It, She's the funniest person I know, by by a country mile. I know, but uh, Anne Bancroft,
2: right? Yeah,
1: She was, she did not, like, do you you remember when
2: she was on the Terry Wogan show? Oh, gosh, I bet that's on YouTube. I have never seen someone be so nervous being interviewed as himself. She was a great performer, of Mm. course, the classic actor, stroke actress thing about, yeah, 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 I can play a part, but the minute I have to be myself. And she, you could see her sort of melting on the Wogan couch. Yeah. Um, Not that I am saying Kath would would melt if she was being um, interviewed by by, by by an Irishman in general. Yes, yes. Uh, perhaps the the first chap who... Uh, Mal. The, who well, Eamon
1: yeah. Holmes works in now, so maybe Eamon Holmes could do it. Oh,
2: I like Eamon, as you know. I like him. In, I know, like him. I'm a yeah. big, big fan yeah, of Eamon's. Yeah, a yeah. yeah, big fan yeah. of Eamon's. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um... We've got Tony Hendra coming on the show after 11. Yes, most famous to to uh, to, to many as as the manager in Spinal Tap. Yeah, uh, we've had him on before, and we've had such... <clears> easy, it, it, very rarely do we get guests back. He's mm. um, only people that... Uh, he was so captivating.
2: I've been on three times now.
1: I, I know. Um, but you're so captivating. <laughs> no, but you, well, you're well. You can come on any time you want. You know that. Because I'm... Captivating, captivating. <laughs> no because 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 you're a mate yeah. and uh, and because you know we met of course. Doing Rise, yeah. I think yeah. that's where we met. Wasn't right? it? I, we yeah. met when I was a guest on Rise. Yeah,
2: we did. And you'd gone to the wrong place. It was yes. A, a, yeah.
1: And I
2: remember thinking, because I was a big fan of yeah. the 11 o'clock show, you and the 11 o'clock show, and you, you always laughed. I and I, I did say this to one of our first meetings. I like the way You walked out and you did something with your, <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah,
1: always had to do something <laughs> and, with um, that.
2: And I, I, remember thinking, oh God, this guy, this Ian Lee character, I bet yeah. he's a real hard boiler Mm -hmm. of an egg and you were so nice and I I suddenly became aware that you and you still are one of the few people I can talk to about the minutiae of comedy of film of music stuff that there aren't many people that I can have conversations with about um, well certainly in the early days of Arrested Development but various albums various musicians various do you know I was thinking about just going back to our our old pal Limmy
1: yeah
2: and who right, so is one of the funniest people yes, in the world. absolutely. He is still... I remember when I, I did that interview with Frankie Boyle and we talked about Limit yeah. and how the BBC Scotland should just let him do whatever he wants. He's and, got and a new he's, series. He's doing his homemade... Yeah, homemade show, which I can't yeah. wait
1: to see. Which is all done, apparently.
2: But I was thinking about... Um, like, yes, he's Scottish and he's got his very sort of, broad Scottish accent and all that, but the, the, the comedy is totally universal yeah. and brilliant. And I ha- and it makes me feel as a Scottish person. I haven't felt like that for a Scottish comedy since probably absolutely. Oh and it absolutely was it played up the Scottishness yeah. and of what think but it was totally universal and brilliant and interesting I, and
1: intelligent I, I, comedy. A couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, on a Sunday night, I was invited to be a guest on a, a panel show.
2: I like the way you've started this because it started in a hushed tone yeah. and what you've done is what you've done, you haven't said it, but basically yeah. you've said Coming Come on a bit closer. Come closer. Um, put the marshmallow
1: down for a second. Yeah,
2: if you've yeah. got a blanket just you know tighten it around yourself it and uh,
1: so I did I, I don't really like doing panel shows but it was a nice one for Radio 4 well it's Radio 4 so it's, there's an element of quality it was there. hosted by Gabby Roslin who I love right and was uh, it sports related no it was movie related and John Thompson was one of the uh, 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 cap captain team captains yeah. and um woman who uh, uh, Ellie um, comedian, I can't remember her last name was, but the thing that got me uh, was the producer, yeah. was Gordon Kennedy wow. from Absolutely, right. And right, so I was, yeah. in there and I was chatting to Gabby, and then suddenly I was aware that Gordon Kennedy was striding over, and I got, all, I got yeah. all, nervous. Gordon, I used to love Absolutely,
2: yeah. Gordon Kennedy, who I think does the voiceover for Ramsay's The American Ramsay's does he really kitchen nightmares or something. Yeah. But I think he, you know, yeah. he's, he's done the voice. Yeah, but absolutely was. I remember meeting uh, Jack Doherty once. And, uh, you weren't on the Jack Doherty show. You didn't no. do things on that. Did no, no,
1: you? no, no. Okay.
2: And um, but you know because he's from Edinburgh as is Murray Hunter. And I yeah. know. I know you love Scottish football. Yeah, of but course. Jack Doherty is, as I am, a hips fan.
7: Yeah. yeah and yeah. I
2: had the first ever hip scarf I was ever given in 1983. It doesn't. It, it could be. It doesn't have to be a football card. It's just green yeah. and white. It's a nice scarf. And he went, "Is that a hip scarf?" I went, "Well, it is actually, yeah." Aye. And I got to say to him, absolutely. Uh, when I was at school, it was just my yeah. favourite show. Thank you for. Um, Remember the nice family, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. mother, mother, you know that kind of the yeah. way he spoke and all that, and using voices, and it's kind of the way Lemmy does. It's a very, very good. Impression. It's the way Lemmy does because every time I hear Malcolm, Malcolm, yeah. I always, I always think mother, <laughs> mother. <laughs> and Limmy gives the best value on Twitter. No one, yeah, gives no one gives it's value incredible. like he does. It's, he kind of restored my faith in in comedy because you know when you're sort of wait, it's like a good song. You kind of think. Oh, is anything else going to come along and yeah. make me want to go... That is just brilliant. Yeah. And when you're not a... If you're not... you can, I think you can enjoy comedy a lot more when you're not a comedian. Yeah. You're funny. You're not a stand-up No, God, no, such. no. I can, you know, can raise a laugh from tom to tom, but I'm not a stand-up. So we watch comedy in the way that some comedians don't because you know, there's a bit of a jealousy factor. So you can just watch it and just enjoy it for what it is. I... And Lemmy's stuff is just... I love how he's still putting out Malcolm Malcolm yeah. stuff. That was never really in the TV shows, no, wasn't it, Malcolm no. Malcolm? It's newer stuff.
1: I posted on the <laughs> Talk Radio listeners fan page mm. that you were coming on. Yeah. Martin Lariu has posted. Martin Larry who? Uh, Martin Larry. Well, L-A-R- Lariu. I-O-U-S. Hmm. Larios? I like the sound of his name, but I like the cut of his jib. You're going to love his jib. Okay. It's cut perfectly. He's, he's posted underneath. Dougie Anderson. Probably the most underrated comedian around, <laughs> IMO. In well, my opinion, yes. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not really a comedian. Well, I guess no, you, again. I'll point okay. To Martin
2: yes, Larry, Yeah. Who? Sure. Sure. Is no, you are? Do you know what? Um, I think the best description would be. Do you know that great scene in Twenty Four Hour Party People, when Tony Wilson is, is showing round his his wife to be, I guess, yeah. who's, who's I think Miss Brit, Miss United Kingdom or yeah. something. And she goes, oh, and he does this, and he goes, and she goes, and what do you do? He goes, well, I'm Tony Wilson. You know, <laughs> I think that's just the best
1: thing. I'm Douglas Anderson. <laughs> we can have a break, and um, if you want to speak to... Dougie's here until 11. We've got mm-hmm. busy nights, now. I've got Tony Hendra at 11. We might, we might have Stephen Page from the Bare Naked Ladies at Midnight. I'm waiting for an email. We just want we to dance the, dance the night, night away. away. No, that's, that's the Gypsy Kings, isn't it? Los
2: Lobos. No, I thought it was a Bare Naked Ladies. not the I? Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> Just
1: want to dance the night away with the senoritas who can can sing. sing. (laughs) Um, That's Los Lobos. The Mavericks. (laughs) Is that Los Lobos? (laughs) It's the Mavericks. The The Mavericks, that's it. The Mavericks, yes. (laughs) Bye, (laughs) ladies.
2: So we've got, we've got Los Lobos coming on with the Bear Ladies and the Mavericks. They're touring. It's the new Lollapalooza.
1: We, we, we're hoping one of these bands did the song, I Just Want to Dance the Night Away. That's why we booked all three. We couldn't remember which one it was, so we've got all three of them. Mavericks,
2: of course, famous for uh, many hit singles. A bit like Crowded House, you
1: know more Mavericks songs than you think. Well, you know more Maverick songs than Bare Naked Lady songs. 344 <laughs> 4991000. this is Talk Radio. <laughs>
8: Late Night Alternative
3: with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.
1: 344 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, uh, Dougie Anderson is here. Tell us again your podcast, please.
2: Oh, OK, it's the Public Service Broadcast. It's a music podcast with me chatting throughout. Find it on mixcloud.com forward slash Mr Douglas Anderson. Or... As a pinned tweet, as ever. Yes. At Douglas Chats. Or you've, you've just tweeted about I've just it. tweeted oh, it. kind man. Um,
1: and um, how,
2: how many are you doing? How often do you do this? Fortnightly. The first two series were six in a series, and I do yep. every album's of the year as well. But I think I might go up to eight. Really? My series might go up all the way to eight. It's...
1: It's fun that you can do these kind of things now at home. Do you do—I you'd be doing it at home. You've got a little little studio set up, and you yeah. do it there. Yeah. Um, they are a good listen. I like—I tell you, I like it because you know you know what you're talking about, mm. and I, I like hearing, despite what some people might think, that we are tired of experts. I like hearing knowledgeable people. I find that exciting.
2: Yeah, I know. It's a f- passionate, as passionate yeah. more
1: than knowledgeable, perhaps. Even though you're both. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, as someone once said, I am the guy who reads the back of album covers. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and why not? I also read the front.
2: Mm. Um, yeah. No, thank you. That's really nice of you yeah. to say. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think it's too esoteric. No, 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 not and it's at all. Quite inclusive. Yes. It? But do you know what I was thinking of as well. Um, you started off the show with Dylan, yes. and I adored Theme Time Radio Hour. Yeah the few I've heard oh, were, were great just terrific and yeah. I think that was that was an influence on me actually for the public service broadcast that kind of yeah it's not going because you know, the great thing is even though it's it's sort of a radio show format you're yeah. not going coming up it's the news after that we'll be playing the yeah. Mavericks <laughs> uh, and and after that we've got a live phono with the naked ladies yeah. um it's you can uh, just go just talk about something yeah. and then play into a song and just go on a bit of a flight of fancy and then have an audio of Brian Jones but because there, there's
1: no wouldn't it be I know it wouldn't it be nice if there were some radio shows that did that. You yeah. know, this is what we try and do with this show a little yeah. bit, is it's tangents, it's flights of fancy, it's celebratory, instead of, you know, the usual um, late-night phone-in radio d- d- tropes stroke memes, don't yeah. know the difference, yeah. of Muslims and Brexit and Trump, is we try and yeah. celebrate stuff. Yeah. And it would be nice if there were more just knowledgeable <clears throat> I'd people love to on do radio. It. I'd
2: love to do it as a radio show. I mean, as I say, it's, it's ostensibly a radio show at the moment, but it'd be great to... Have that scope, yeah, and just you know to get to as many people. But but, but, as th- but there's
1: no state there's no music stations that I can think of. Six music, possibly the exception that that, that want passionate, knowledgeable, Not, yeah, do you know what? Do you know what? There's a great
2: uh, radio station in France called FIP, F-I-P. Oh, I don't know that. Oh, you've you've honestly give it a shot. Okay, it's it's um it's got no adverts. Yeah. And because, you know, things are funded differently in France. Mm. They, they take their art and culture a little bit more seriously, mm. even though only about 1% of the population are really into the good stuff. Yeah. You know that, like, Serge Gainsbourg is one of my all-time heroes. Yes. And, you know, if you've got nothing to do this weekend, go out and buy or listen to View de l'extérieur, the album he did after Melody Nelson, which wow. is just as good, maybe better. Yeah. L'homme a Tête de Chou, yeah. which, <laughs> here's something... Yeah. My uh, In my speech at my wedding, mm. I actually mentioned Loma Tête de Chou, the wow. Serge
1: Gainsbourg, Gainsbourg... Serge Gainsbourg is kind of like the French Johnny Halliday, isn't he? I'd say
2: he's like the French John Lennon. Oh. He's totally misunderstood in the UK. Yeah. And people who have heard of him a lot of time, they only know him for being on the talk show with Whitney, Whitney Houston, Houston, and he yes. said he wanted to effort What? <laughs> um... And uh, he is a genius. Going from that early chanson period into the, the the beat stuff he did in the 60s, then, of course, the amazing
7: yeah.
2: orchestrated pop and then this reggae period. And, wow. and it, all this soundtrack stuff is incredible. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, his soundtrack work. Uh, I'd love to make a documentary on Serge Gainsbourg for the English-speaking populace. Mm. Um, but I thank you for saying that about the pod. I really... Mm. that's Because you are... You're kind of like my my go to you are my audience in a way wow. because you are you're the guy who I know has watched Head by the Monkeys who mm. Is into really good music, but always kind of wants to find out I other I do, but interesting I, I, things. as I get older,
1: I'm aware that my uh, my focus is actually quite narrow. You cannot
2: let age
1: so be I, a what? barrier for music taste. Exactly. But this is the thing, and thank you for, for putting it in such a passionate way, is that the older I get, the more I realise, actually, my focus is very narrow. It's, why, yeah. it's white pop, primarily. If you, if you had to list
2: some of your favourite artists, bands, or solo artists, yeah. I mean... Monkeys, yes. N- Smith, yeah. solo. I would put those. I put that. Okay, together. so that'd be yeah. okay. Who else are we? Are, is in that top bracket? Beach Boys. Yeah, I yeah. tell you who's in
1: there. Um, Imani Coppola, who I'm a big fan of. I'm going to do an Imani Coppola mixtape because she's brilliant. She's yeah. New yeah. York pop rock yeah. funk. Yeah, a bit, little bit rude. She has bad language in her songs. So I don't yeah. know if, what your views on that. Um, <laughs> um, XTC, uh-huh. very white pop. Yeah, yeah, primarily. I have just thought of something I was doing quite recently
2: that you might be interested in. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I said this to you off-air as well. I've got my first-ever motion picture credits.
1: Yes, this is exciting. Yeah. Yeah, the movies.
2: So this is a film. Did you ever see a film called The Imposter? Now, it came out about three years ago. Bart Layton directed Don't it. it. Mm. And it won, I think, the best... The, uh, the BAFTA is the best British film by a first-time director. And it went down really well. What was it, what was it it's called? It's called The Imposter, about someone who is basically an imposter pretending to be someone he isn't. So I don't want to give too much away because it's really worth watching. Wh-
1: wh- hang on it's...
2: it's a kid that went missing. We,
1: we, had, we, had, we had the, the cop, okay. the private eye that investigated that you on go. this show.
2: So Bart Layton directed it. Yeah. It went, and it went down really well here, Europe and America. Yeah. And his new film is called American Animals. Again, using that similar sort of based on a true story... Yeah. About this 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 heist, these students that that, tr- that did this heist to st- steal yeah. these very very expensive art books yes. in America. It's got uh, so the film has got Evan Peters in it, uh, Blake Jenner, Barry Keoghan. You know who's in Dunkirk? Yeah, and Dowd. and Dowd is in it. I don't know that. And either. it went to it went to Sundance uh, in January and went down a storm. Yeah. It's playing at it South by Southwest, and it's getting released in America on June the 1st. It's a really good film. And I was the music consultant What does it. that
1: mean? You, you, what,
2: so what, I work with I worked with Bart, the director, yeah. and uh, so they've got someone doing the score, but all, 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 they want
1: songs in it, various bits of music. I like mean, I heard it through The Grapevine by Marvin Gaye. If, if if someone was talking about grapes or secrets, you'd go, oh. Well, you don't have to go too it, literal. You don't I have can- to go too literal,
2: but... Um, yeah, more more like you know Monkey Man being played, uh, you know the stone, the great Stone stream from Let It Bleed in Goodfellas, for instance. Yes. But anyway, so I worked with Bart. Wow. We, we You know, to help, to help, you know, he'd say, "Oh God, what songs do I use here?" I'd be like, "Well, try use these songs." Wow, and what song. a gig! Brilliant. Yeah. But honestly, the film is terrific, and Bart's such a great director, and uh, and he 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 was like, "You've got to come and work on this film." With yeah. Me. And it was. Yeah, what, you got paid for that. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, well done. It's, you. It, it's cool, like to have yeah f- to be in an emotion picture yeah. like that. It, it's um, I, I know it's not it's not cool to say that was really cool. Yeah, but come on, who okay. cares? Cool. But I keep thinking now of that brilliant day to day sketch. Cool, you know, Cool is this cool? <laughs> cool is it? Cool am I? Cool am I?
1: <laughs> You'll never be cool, but you're cool to me. What? What me? Sorry. Well, come on! Hey, um, you're going to be an uncle like in about twenty minutes, aren't you? Well, I, d- I don't know
2: when. Well, no, no. The due date for my yes. brother's wife, or yes. as I like to call her
1: my sister-in-law,
7: yes.
2: was a couple of days ago, and it's not happened yet. So it's it's kind of it's it's exciting times. Is this your first time as an uncle? I'm an uncle already to my uh, wife's sister's children, but this is I you guess you don't want you to call, call her your sister-in-law. My sister in law's children. But this is my brother. So this is, would this be, can you, be, this is like the first time being a blood uncle. Will, is is, you're, you're, is, you're, that, is that the right blood terminology? Uncle is,
1: is an unpleasant phrase. But yes, they, <laughs> but they that, will, they will uh, contain your DNA in there. Yeah. So that's exciting.
2: That's it. My mother is asking for you, as ever.
1: Well, send my um, love to your yeah, mum. I yeah. think she's a fabulous, very kind, sweet yeah. person.
2: Um, but back to the music, we must go. Yeah. Um, so we went through your top brackets. Yeah. Um... I was watching. I'm sure I've been watching some decent music documentaries of late. You still haven't seen Dig, have you,
1: or have you? That's so Dig. Oh, you yes, have. You have. You, I, I thought I that was. was something... I was communicating with um, <laughs> Anton. Anton. Newcomb, yeah. yeah, he was going to come on the show. and never happened. Oh, that would have be been great. We, we are out of time. Oh no. Yeah, that's sad. No, um, it is sad. Uh, Tony Hendry's is coming on at eleven. But come in again. And come, come and stay for the whole show if you want. I I, to stay for I would the whole love show. that. I would love That'll that.
2: That would be nice. I would I would find great joy. Cuz it goes too quickly.
1: It goes that's quickly. that's
2: cuz it would be nice to talk to more people. Yeah. It'd be nice for us to to tackle not
1: just the big but some of the smaller issues as well. Yeah. Okay, fine. We'll do that next time. Send me a text. Seriously, you come come <laughs> yeah. anytime you want. No, no, I'll come in a couple uh, of weeks. Dougie, thank you very much indeed. Thank the you. The name man. of the podcast one more time,
2: please. The Public Service Broadcast. It's on Cloud. You don't even have to it's free. It's free.
1: As Anton Newcomb said, the Beatles yeah. were for sale. I'm giving it away. There you go, you see. Do stay tuned, dear listener. Coming up after 11, uh, we've got Tony Hendra, who was on the show, I don't know, maybe three or four weeks ago, and I had such a, a gas talking to him uh, that he's going to come on and talk primarily about spinal tap and spitting image. So put your phones down. Don't let I, I can I can steer this ship. Um, back, back after this. Thank you. <laughs>
0: the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee
1: on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
1: Absolutely ridiculous, wonderful, and as as someone who was a fan of Kiss for quite a long time, you know, that's actually quite subdued. ..compared to some of their lyrics, anybody? Uh, a few weeks ago, we had Tony Hendra on, um, and it, it, it was it was kind of on my mind because I'd seen this really interesting movie, um, slightly flawed, but interesting movie on Netflix about um, National Lampoon and kind of the genesis of that, and it got me thinking about Tony, and I tweeted, I emailed him and read his book, Father Joe, and he came on, and we talked for ages and ages, and it was wonderful, and it was brilliant. And then afterwards he said that was great we didn't really talk much about spinal tap or spitting image I said sir come back again let's let's spend an hour talking about those because I could I could listen to him all night uh, Tony's on the line again hello tony hello how, are, how you, are you I'm good you've come back for more
9: yeah i know it's it's, it's um I haven't heard that song for a long time. It's really
1: awful. <laughs> you know? I see. I, 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 I quite like it. Right for those who right for those who don't know, Tony Hendra, uh, you know, satirist and writer and all kinds of things. But for the purpose of of this, you played the manager um, uh, in in the movie Spinal Tap, which is one of the funniest films of all time. Um, I agree with
9: that. It's, it's and um, I played the character's name was Ian Faith.
1: Ian Faith. That was it. That was it. Um right. And how right I mean, let's go to the beginning there. how did because you obviously you knew Christopher Guest um from yeah. sp- uh, from I keep wanting to say the, the spitting image from national lampoon how right. did you get involved with the movie and what was kind of the genesis of the movie
9: well i mean if i if i want to blow my own trumpet a bit um i i would say that the genesis the ultimate genesis the the you know the uh, the Baseball of super energy that was the big bang yes um, the, was was it um, was, was actually this show that, that Christopher was in that I produced for the lampoon called lemmings yeah, and um, yeah i don't know if we talked about lemmings last time I've I got a very yeah bad we memory,
1: did we, yeah we did yeah
9: yeah so but but one of the um, lemmings was basically a full scale Take off of Woodstock for those who never heard of it, and i 'm sure many people haven't, uh, which we did at The lampoon and, and was an off broadway hit and it um It was the first time that uh, I produced it and and sort of directed it and sort of co-wrote it and stuff and um, uh, the uh, the the three main people in it were Christopher Guest. Chevy Chase and John Belushi, and I cast all three of those guys in in their first major roles in in theatre. So that and it was off Broadway, and and it was it ended, Lemmings, with um, a wild rock um, extravaganza. By a group which we called Megadeth, <laughs> and um, this was like a year before Meg- the actual Megadeth arrived, yeah. I think, or, or, or they were still a very unknown band, so we didn't know about them.
7: Yeah.
9: But anyway, so it had this—it um, had this insane heavy metal um uh you know rock finale uh in which Christopher actually um there's the a shot of him in that there's a very old video of it and there's a shot of him in it looking very like Nigel um Brilliant. and uh, playing play, playing you know playing uh playing his uh, Fender and um and so I would I would say that the very very beginning of uh, Spinal Tap began back there um and um but then it um it, it sort of progressed uh, with, uh, with with Harry Shearer and Michael McKean, who ran a very funny uh, satirical uh, satirical show in Los Angeles in the early seventies called Credibility Gap, yeah, um, and um, which, which took Ronald Reagan apart when he was governor of California long before he became the uh, first parody of a president, yeah, and um, <laughs> the uh, well, we're now on the second one,
7: yeah, I know, and
9: um, and um, and so, it, and then they got involved, and and then they they began sort of spinning, spinning this this wonderful scenario together about this uh, about this awful, this awful group that that began as uh, as, as whatever they began I've forgotten now that when they were a skiffle group or something. What oh, they the called? the, uh,
1: the Thamesmen. Was
9: it the, the Thamesmen? Thames men? Yeah. That's right. I wanted to say the journeymen, but I think they were real. Yeah. The um, yeah the Thamesmen and. Um, and so uh, then they roped in Rob Reiner, who was an old friend of mine and uh, a, a, an old friend of, uh, of, um, of all three of these guys. Uh, and um, and they were looking for, like, a sleazy a guy. who could play, like, sleazy, irresponsible, non-trustworthy, you know, kind of character. So Rob called me up one day and said, uh, explained this role, and said, uh, so why don't you just play yourself? Oh. And... Um, that was uh, that was <laughs> that was the origin of Ian Faye, and uh, and and you know.
1: Am I am I right in thinking? Um, uh, maybe you don't know that in a really early incarnation of Spinal Tap, Loudon Wainwright was was in them.
9: Yes, I think he was. We the way we went about doing it actually was kind of interesting because there was no script per se, there was just a, this scenario, you know, which means basically a, a, a list of scenes yeah. that tell the story. Uh, but and 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 have an, a, a sort of a point and a b point within them, which you have to get to by improvising it. But anyway, th- 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 that, that's all that was. Mm. Um, and it's very hard to sell that to anybody. So the only the only way we could think of doing it, if you're not going to write a script, was to actually do what you might call a pilot. So we did in 1979. I think it was. We did a kind of a 20 minute. Version of Spinal Tap with some of the key scenes in it, um, and yeah, I think Louden was in those. Was in that actually at that point? I, I can't remember. Quite, he played somebody, was it, some uh, rock figure. I,
1: well, I thought he was. He might have been the keyboardist. I think I'm. I'm yes, stretching absolutely. my mind a yeah. little bit.
9: Yeah, um, and yeah. That's, that's possible. I, I knew Louden, and, and so that was. I, I wasn't responsible for getting him involved. But anyway, but anyway. So in, and and you know, all the all the sort of key. Key people uh, li- like the, obviously the, the band and, and Ian and so forth were were in that were in that pilot, and it was based on that pilot that they eventually sold it to Norman Lear, who ran a, a very famous t- TV producer who at that point was running up a small uh, studio called Tandem. Yeah, and um, and that's how that's how he he actually took a big bet on it uh, that this would work full length, and um and that's how and that's how I got made.
1: Why were they English? Because it's a stroke of genius, and when I first saw it when I was, I guess, 13, 14 years old, I thought they were English actors, and, you know, it was years later, a few years later, I found out they were Americans, because, you know, American people can't do British accents, but those guys pulled it off perfectly.
9: Yeah, well, I think I think Chris, Chris obviously is half British, so, yeah. and he, he and he was also a brilliant voice guy anyway, so he could do practically any accent you wanted him to do. He may have coached them. I don't know. I don't know the secret, the secret tale behind that. Yeah. But he may have coached the other two. But um, but he and Michael were very close. I'm and Michael's also a brilliant actor, so yeah. I'm sure he just picked up on Chris's. Basically, they have the same accent. Uh, they, they've all copied one another, basically. So, it, and it's all the same accent. So, but it is—it is very, it's very convincing, I must say. And, no, it's and, uh, spot on. It's... I think, I think the, I think the, the, the perception was that the truly ridiculous, the, the truly ridiculous sort of heavy metal bands were British, which I'm not sure is fair. But, um, but, but it would make it mm. much funnier if they were these, these, these
1: dumb Brits. And how, was it, how, how was it improvised? Because obviously, if, if, I mean, it couldn't have all been improvised in front of camera. Well, there must have been rehearsals and things beforehand to kind of get a sense of the characters and a sense of where it was going to go.
9: No, actually not. Really? We didn't rehearse anything? No. Wow! And and I mean, we 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 all, we all knew very well what where, what 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 the scene said. Yeah. What what the given scene said, and where, and where you had to go in it. Like, you know, I don't know the scene. Uh, you know, when they're when they're um, launching the album, and I, I have my scene with Bobby Fleckman. <laughs> um, you know, I know that she's going to dump all over the album and hate the cover and that kind of stuff. But but because that's all in the scenario. But but actually getting. From A to B, in that scene, was up to us, and 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 uh-huh. so we yeah we, we that was all um, that was all improvised, and that was that was basically the way the the, the film was shot. Uh, we had a wonderful cameraman who was a documentary filmmaker. Yeah,
1: you can tell. Yeah, and,
9: yeah, and and had a and, and he had a slave camera that he, he he was he was always around, and somehow he had this really great instinct for like. Uh, sort of anticipating some great moment, you yeah. know, um, and and just throwing his camera on it, just just at the right moment. Um, Peter, something. He was really brilliant. But anyway, so. Um so no, it was it was improvised from one end to the other, wow.
1: one, one end to the other, and, um, and, that, and that's, I mean I think that's how yeah. um, uh, Larry David, of course, does curb your enthusiasm. You know, it's it's, it's the, the actors have you know they know the start of the scene and they know where they need to get to, and then right. you just kind of the, it turns on the. Is how did you find that? Because in one sense that's incredibly freeing, but in another sense, did you feel a pressure to be funny?
9: What you mean that Larry David copied
1: us? Well, I think he might have done. I think. Well, loads of people. Co- I mean, the, Ricky Gervais yeah. copied steal you from afterwards. The best is my motto: steal from the best. Yeah, everyone copied you after <laughs> Ricky Gervais. Loads of people copied you after that.
9: Yeah. Yeah, it is true. It's true. So, uh, but now I've tr- now I've dumped on your question. I'm
1: sorry. No, no, no. Did no. you, well, did, well, did, you uh, did you feel a pressure to be funny? You know, and, and did you kind of start off going in there cracking gags and someone and, and you know you taken to one side going, hey, no, 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 just play it straight. How did how did you you, you do it?
9: No, well, I actually, no. I mean, I think I, I, I was terrified because I'd never done any improvis, improvisation at all. And in fact, I, 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 a couple of times when people had asked me to do improvisation, I said, I can't do that. I mean, I, when I went, went to Second City one night, or rather, uh, yeah, I went to Second City one night, and they said, "Come up on the stage and improvise with us." And I said, "I can't. I wouldn't. No, I can't." I mean, yeah. I, I, my eyes were bleeding, and um, it was—it uh, it, was—I it, it was, uh, was terrified. Yeah. But but the the funny thing is that, and, and if you if you sort of prepare things, it always shows somehow. Right. It, it, um, yeah, and especially if it's a joke. Like there's one moment in it, for example, when Billy Crystal. Who I think was probably just as scared about improvising as uh, as I was, because he's not—he's a comedian. He's not—he's in a very careful. funny. Yeah. yeah. But he had this this line where he—you know—remember? You remember he's doing the mime waiters at that same scene. Mime is money. Serving. Yeah, and he had this line. Remember, mime is money. And I always thought that stuck out. I mean, it's a clever line, yeah. but it always I always thought it stuck out yeah. as kind of a. No, I don't think anyone would have come up with that if they were improvising.
7: Yeah, and,
9: it, and it's uh, anyway. So it's um, so really. So, so really, what we did was we got into the scene, and then you know, just just the, 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 these hilarious characters uh, and responding to them. It all that all produced the comedy. I mean, it was, the, it was the chemistry of the characters, really, that did it. I, I mean, I remember. When you know when the thing when the thing in Boston is cancelled, yeah, yeah, um, and um, and and they just look so sort of dumb and like Ian, <laughs> tell us what's happening, you know. <laughs> and it just came into my mind that I had to lie really well, yeah, yes, and um, and and so they'd go to sleep happy, um, you know, sort of Auntie Ian kind of attitude, and that's where I came up with the line: I wouldn't worry, Boston isn't a big college town,
1: you know? yeah, yeah
9: and 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 it just it just came out it just came out it came out of the situation it wasn 't it wasn 't a prepared line or anything like that
1: um okay, things like the cricket bat then how did the cricket bat the, the wonderful you know your prop as as a manager how did that come about
9: uh, well the, 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 actually i did, I added the cricket bat as far as I recall I think I had the cr- cricket bat as early as the pilot right uh, I brought it to the shoot and i thought i basically told Rob I thought it would look. There was some guy who had a baseball bat or something. I don't, I don't know if it's one of the awful uh, English guys like uh, Arden or those people. Yeah,
1: Don Arden, wasn't it? I think was, was he, he, he. He had he, a baseball bat or an iron bar or something. He like was the thing. guy that hung uh, hung someone out out of a window by their feet, allegedly. Yeah, right. Robert Stigwood, I think it was. Right. Well, right. Yeah. yeah Manager yeah. of the the Bee Gees. And,
9: and um, yeah, yeah, and tried and tried, yeah, shake the money out of his pockets, but but it's. Um, but anyway somebody had added some kind of some kind of implement with which they intimidated people, so I showed up at the at the, at the shoot with a, with a cricket bat and I thought that would be a, i mean we just put it on the desk and not mention it at all and um you know and, and eventually get to it and then i'd um I'd explain what it was for um, and there were actually a lot of times a lot of times that I used it in the in the in the in the, in the shoot uh, which which didn't make it to the to the movie i i threat threaten people with it hit hit things with it um you know broke up dressing rooms with it uh, and and all kinds of stuff and the, the, the only one that got through was the one where I'm throttling
1: the student guy. <laughs> part of the genius of the film, and I think part of the genius of any film, and, and it always gets overlooked, is the editing. The editing, I think, because you can have shot some of the most amazing stuff in the world, but it, it's the editing that I think the magic kind of gets sprayed on it. And, of course, there there is, uh, and I had it on VHS, on three VHS tapes years ago, there is a sort of six-and-a-half-hour... Um, uncut, you know, or very rough edit version that that, that has been going around. Uh, did you did you see that that six and a half hour version of it?
9: Uh, actually, no. I <laughs> I really couldn't sit through it. I don't think. <laughs> but, but,
7: uh... <laughs> yeah it's a but, it, um,
9: but I've heard about it and and yeah I mean they took uh, when they did when they did when they did the director's cut in whenever it was the late 90s they they, they included a number of things from that yeah. including the, the shot where I throttle the kid because that wasn't in the original yeah uh, and um uh, the um uh, yeah I mean I think there were 400,000 feet of sh- of film that they that Rob shot and it wasn 't that we did a lot of takes of things it was just that there were an awful lot of scenes and uh and uh you know they couldn't they, they couldn't sort of no. uh, throw anything away because they didn't know what was on it but i would be i would be very I'd be very surprised. I think it was Harry who said there's probably another somebody did and maybe was not harry because he wasn 't happy with the movie he 's not never happy with anything oh. but, but um the, uh, uh, the, the, so one one of the cars said there's probably another maybe it was Rob who said there's probably another movie in there. Yeah. It, it's still the same movie, but it from a you know it would, it would be from a
1: different perspective. Why was Harry not happy with the movie? And that's interesting. You say that because I know I know that um, Derek Smalls is um, is doing the rounds, doing interviews at the moment. Not not um, uh, not Harry. Derek Smalls is is being put up right. for interviews because I think he's got an yeah, album. I'm well out. aware of that. I'm um, well aware of that. But he didn't like the movie.
9: Well, he's Harry's sort of a perfectionist. I yeah. mean, he's he, he has this radio show where he's got every single, you know, up-to-the-date piece of equipment. I mean, he's he's one of those kind of, um, uh, you know, tape heads that that is just, is just he, he's uh, he's very meticulous. And, and I don't think he, I think he thought he could have done a better job than Rob.
7: Right, um, okay.
9: But, um, but uh, because it was Rob's first movie, so, you know. But what does he know really <laughs> uh, and um and and of course Rob did an absolutely brilliant job of yeah. pulling pulling that story together but um yeah, I know about that derek Smalls thing <laughs> actually uh the um when Derek Smalls uh, announced that, he said that he looks back fond he looked that he looks back fondly on everything about spinal tap except Ian
1: <laughs> oh, fant- and, I'll ask um, him about that
9: and so i I've, I've actually I think I, told, I think I told you on the first, first time around that yeah. I've actually kept Ian alive, and, and Ian is now actually Surrey, and he, and he oh. lives in
1: Tonga. And what's, he, um, what's Ian doing these days?
9: Well, he's doing a lot of things, but I've I'm, I'm, I'm actually... What, what, I, <laughs> what I did was I, um, I did a, a, on my own radio show, the, the final edition radio hour, I did um, a, a, an interview about um, the, the heinous, heinous crime... Of, of Derek Small's throwing shade at Ian you know <laughs> to whom the band owes a colossal success and um, and so and anyway I did a little interview with uh, with Ian that which then becomes a whole Ian, uh, a sort of whole Ian story about what he's been doing since, since tap, I'll send it to you. Maybe, oh, yeah, maybe you'd like to.
1: Listen. Yeah, I would love to listen. We will play a bit of it. Yeah. Uh, someone on Twitter, Kyra, is saying on Twitter, "I was listening to a podcast last week when Daryl Hall from Hall and Oats said Tony gave him the cricket bat from Spinal Tap. Did you give the cricket bat to Daryl Hall from Hall and Oats? Yes.
9: Did you? This guy gave it to him for
7: Christmas. How fantastic is that? Me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? Look at that. That's. I, I was. I was expecting that to be complete bullshine from someone on Twitter, as you often get. But oh, that was a lovely little. No, um... no,
9: not at all. I was very lucky to run into Daryl uh, last year. Yeah. Charleston, South Carolina, actually, where he lives. Yeah. And um, and uh, we hit it off, and uh, and uh, he said he was a huge tap fan, and we we sat down in his very his very sorry mansion like mansion like apartment, and. Um, and watch spinal tap and
7: wow
1: um,
9: and uh, together which was just fantastic it was, uh, what was his? what what's
1: darrell hall's favorite bit from spinal tap
9: um well he's got a lot of them i mean yeah. uh, to everyone everyone loves stonehenge but I don't know. I think uh, he's, he likes the backstage stuff. Most. Right. Uh, he, yeah. that, that he finds really funny. But, I, like, mean, the, I mean, the,
1: the favorite scene for me is the "Good Evening Cleveland," where they, where they're lost and they yeah. can't find the stage, and it's just it just goes on a little bit too long. It's so delicious. I mean, it's beautiful.
9: Yeah, yeah. No, he, and that, that, that certainly everybody he he, he and his um, he and his guitarist, this guy, <laughs> guy called Shane. I think. Yeah. Uh it was was uh, no he wasn't there. But anyway, but they're, they're, that's one of their favorite scenes. But the other the backstage scene that I like and, and that they, they, we were falling around at is is my favorite which is the, the backstage scene when Nigel has the big plate of food.
1: Oh god,
7: yeah. And
9: the meat won't go properly in the bread. Yeah. And I want bigger bread. And you know it's like I, and I I think I I think I that's my favourite Ian scene. Can, he, Ian is—he's he, like really, really being very careful with this moron and his bread and his bits of meat. And but but he's—he knows that his moron is his ticket. Yeah. So he's got to make sure this moron isn't upset or won't go on stage or something. Um, oh, it's and, like like you're looking after kids.
1: It's like you're looking after toddlers, and you play it beautifully. That thing, you know that that your job is to basically wipe their asses because they are they are so thick they can't yeah, do it themselves. their
9: diapers, exactly. Yeah.
1: Were you how 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 long were you filming for? And and um uh, yeah, how long were you filming for first? Because I imagine it was quite an involved filming process.
9: Yeah, it wasn't. It, it was actually quite a short shoot. I think right. it was about um about four weeks. Uh, and there was a there was a lot of there was a lot of preparation for it in terms of you know setting up uh, setting up various scenes uh, you know like that, that had to be set up like the graceland scene or you know the, the, those kind of scenes but yeah. the uh, but, but the, the the basic shoot was was uh, was quite swift um, there was there was some pickup stuff later but uh But um, it was all very compressed. And um,
1: a slow burner when it was released. Uh, Would you guys? What were you expecting? And you know, and compared to what it got in terms of reception, were you disappointed?
9: Well, honestly, honestly, Ian. You know, I mean, I would have said, if if you were interviewing me, like you know, right now and it's about to come out, I would have said, we really did this for ourselves. Yeah. Uh, I mean it was it was it was just huge fun and 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 on um, obviously with which which shows yeah. but there was also the, the, the timing of it I think was was impeccable in the sense that it was a moment you know in the, in the, right at the turn of the 80s when when it, this, this, this wonderful music, you know, that we'd all been in love with uh, at one point and, and, and we actually thought it might change the world stupidly. Yeah. But, but, um, but had been, had been exploited and corrupted and, and, uh, you know, sort of enlarged way beyond its capacity to please and, and, and just, it, just the whole thing had kind of turned to shit, you know? Mm. And and in in different ways, everybody in that movie felt the same way, mm. and and so the satire I think is not just of the music, the satire of the industry, and, and including me, but 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 also you know um, Artie Pupkin and all all the other sort of creeps and sleazebags that 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 hang that that, that made turned rock into into the mess that it became. Yeah. Um, it, it was just the perfect moment to, to to put that to put that together, and and it all came out. I mean, it all came out of us in sort of spontaneously. Um, that uh, this sort of disappointment, in a way, that we, we that we turned into, into sort of satirical parody. I'm not sure whether it's parody or satire, but, but it doesn't really matter. Um, and and I'm and I'm, I think that's. Uh, I mean, it's, I'm getting a bit serious about it, but I mean, I think that's actually that's actually why it was so satisfying. And if yeah. you had never gone anywhere, I would be just, just as proud of it.
1: And I can't think of any... What was it, 82 that it came out? Something like that, 82, 82? It came out, it
9: came, we, we shot it in 82, and it came out in 84.
1: It and took I, that long to edit. And I can't think of any other movies from 84 that... Um, that we're still talking about, you know. That I'm sure there are. If, if I g- googled it, I could find a couple. But you know, it, yeah. it still looks. It still looks modern. It still looks fresh. Um, whereas a lot of 80s, mid 80s comedies look absolutely terrible now. You know, they date awfully. Um, yeah. and, and it's it's still funny. You know, it's it, every every gag still hits the mark even, you know, 34 years later on, which is incredible.
9: Yeah. Well, I can't say I'm not going to contradict you. No! Don't
1: expect me to contradict you. No. <laughs> Um, Ian, listen. There, Ian, I'm doing it now. <laughs> okay. If only. Tony, stay there. We're going to take, some, uh, take a break. Then we'll come back. And um, okay. I, I want to talk about Spinal Tap. I also want to talk about your um, radio show podcast thing that you do. Um, okay. So stay there for a little bit. Tony Hendra, live uh, on the phone. Live from New York City. Uh, I'm Ian Lee. This is the Late Night
8: Alternative on Talk Radio. It's electric. It's eclectic. It's always rule free. It's the Late Night Alternative with that man Ian Lee <laughs> <laughs> on Talk Radio.
1: Um Tony Hendry was on a few weeks ago, um satirist, actor, um producer, <laughs> um and we we had I got on so well with him that I would uh uh, I thought we'd have him back on again. Um, Tony's on the line from New York City. Are you in New York City? I say that. I don't know if you are in New York City.
9: Yeah, I'm in New York City, looking at the Hudson River.
1: Beautiful. Um, tell us about this this radio show podcast thing that you do, and um, and where we can hear it, and what it is.
9: Okay. Well, I mean, it's it's called the Final Edition Radio Hour. Yeah. And um, it's uh, it and it lasts half an hour. Oh. Um, and it's a podcast, and it's. Uh, it's really a kind of um, uh, it's it's kind of a what's what's the what's the correct term? It's it's a it's a it's a it's a project that I didn't have to do, but I just wanted to do it yeah. because um, I'd been I'd been hadn't been doing radio for for a long time, and I love radio. I think radio is the best. Uh, I mean, other outside of live performance, I think radio is the best comedy medium there is.
1: Yeah. Oh, I agree. Um, yeah. Oh, I agree. I love it. I, late night radio. You know, I, I chose this late night radio slot, and it's it's right. wonderful. You've, you've got you know people listening in bed. You've got all of the kind of lonely, bewildered, lost people out there. I agree. I think radio's the way forward.
9: And it's, it, but it's also, it, it's also, and this this goes back to the lampoon, it, it and, and even beyond, obviously, to the Goon Show. But I mean, it it, it the great thing about the great thing about comedy. You know sketch comedy and and uh, if you will communal comedy as opposed to stand up yeah. on the radio is that if you if you want to put the Pope on Mars with a couple of gorillas making out you know you can on radio yeah. it 's easy yeah. right and and if you can 't do that that would cost a fortune on video yeah. and but if but you can do all kinds of things with 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 uh, with sound effects and 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 acting and to just, just, uh that, that, that engage the imagination of the listener in a way that nothing else does. So, video it seems to me is, is too literal a medium for. There's a limit to what to what you can do with sketches on on video. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, you you can never somehow. There's some you can't just go too far, but on the radio you can, and and it, it goes as far as you like. Actually. And having having grown up on the goons and then you know all, all the other wonderful radio radio comedy of the uh, of the fifties and sixties i mean it um it it was something i've always wanted to get back to uh the lampoon we did actually have something called the national lampoon Radio hour which was half an hour and um it was uh, it was one of the more, most most successful things we did uh, and um and the albums I did for the uh for the lampoon were were heavily. You know were heavily produced it both both the, both the sketches and the and and the music yeah um, and I just loved it I, I, I'm, and I've always loved it so I wanted to start doing it again and that's what the final edition radio is it's uh, you know highly produced very i think very brilliant sketches
1: so, and how do how do you do it what's the setup because because nowadays um you, you know with a decent mic and a computer you can record. A radio show. You know, one of our broadcasters here. He's he's not well at the moment. He's doing the show from home, and all he's got is a laptop and a microphone. How wh- how do you right. do it? What, what, what's your setup to get geeky? Well, for we actually
9: use a studio because it's, it, it's it's when you've got three or four people you know uh, around uh, in a sketch, you, it's it's a little hard with a, with a computer to get good quality. Yeah. So, but we do actually use a studio, but it's not it, it's nothing elaborate. Yeah. It's a You know, a booth with. Uh, with which it crammed a lot of people in, which makes it a lot more fun, and um, and then do just incredibly rude sketches about the you know National Rifle Association and the, the orange thing in the White House, and, uh, and and whatever else might be coming down the pike this week.
1: It's um it, and, it's a rich time for satirists, yeah. both in in this country and in America. And uh, is it true that when? Um, that when you were doing Lampoon and Nixon got elected for a second term, you all kind of celebrated. It, you know, even though it was you know, bad for yes. the country, it was yes. great we for we you guys. We were the first people to do that.
9: Other people have done that subsequently. But in, 19, in 1972, we actually launched at the National Lampoon um, a, a PAC, which is a political action committee, as they're called over here. Yeah. And the, the PAC was uh, was uh, to re-elect... Um, the Nixon Agnew, basically, and the slogan was "Re-elect them and keep us in business." Beautiful, beautiful, and, um, and that's been imitated many, many times since then. But it's, uh, but but it was uh, it was a dream, and then of course, pretty pretty much like within I don't know seven or eight months, Watergate was in full swing, uh, and we had oh, we had even more fun than people are having now with the uh, with the orange thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was uh, it was just unbelievable, and. Um, we did we did an entire we did an entire uh, album which was called the Impeachment Day Parade. Uh, it was actually called the, the White House White House uh, tapes, yeah. uh, which was all sound, obviously. And it was it was basically we you know the tapes which brought Nixon down. We just reedited them so he admitted everything.
1: <laughs> oh, isn't that beautiful? Yeah, isn't that, that beautiful? beautiful?
9: Yeah, and then we then we did the Impeachment Day celebrations, which where the whole nation went crazy. Um yeah so it, it's it, you know and it's it's just I uh, I I have more fun I have more more fun doing that than almost anything else I'm doing uh and uh, I wish it could find a bigger audience but um but maybe it will through your good services yeah. Well
1: I'm I'm I, listen I'm, I've just got it on um uh, on iTunes and I'm uh, about to tweet to where people can get it and uh, uh, are you writing it have you got a team of writers who, how how are you putting it together
9: yeah actually yeah we 've got some we 've got a team of writers we've actually got a team of writers and a cast in both both uh, Los Angeles and new York so we have um we do alternate weeks so l a does l a does a show and that gives us kind of california humor, which is quite different than yeah. new York humor and then we do new york humor, which is also washington d c humor so there's a there 's a nice mix and then we 've now got an enormous archive of uh, so because we've been doing it for about 5 or 6 years so we have like literally thousands of sketches to pull on if we uh, you know if something if something comes around in the news, it was also in the news in 2012. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a great thing about uh, great thing about the news is nothing really changes. It's always the same. It keeps coming around.
1: You can hear me typing. It's just because I'm I'm tweeting the link as to where people can find it, so that um, there you go. It's up. It's super. up on Twitter. Yeah. It's people on something
9: called Acast, which I think is, is which which I think is in
1: Britain. Acast is. Oh, we do, I do a little podcast. Catherine and I do a podcast with Acast. Yeah. They're they're a great group of people who. Um, yeah, they're super. Yeah, they're really they're really good. Um, uh, spitting image I, yes, I, I, spitting I i think a lot of people won't know i know we mentioned it kind of briefly last time that the spitting image it was your idea
9: well it wasn't my idea it wasn't just my idea but but i mean it, i was in on I was in on the sort of beginning of it it uh i don't i can't remember what i told you last last time but
1: uh oh neither I neither can yeah. the listeners they're all pissed and stoned so we even <laughs> if we repeat stories it doesn't matter those guys don't <laughs> That's care right.
9: won't remember. no uh, no it's um the uh actual my my involvement with it actually began again at, at the national lampoon um, because uh, I got to know roger law actually who um, who 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 had friends in new york and and made, made occasional visits here and then we got to be big friends and he and peter peter fluck mm. uh, his yes, partner is. at that time were were doing these brilliant um, well, they were really editorial cartoons. I think they did them in The Times, if, if that's possible. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, they, uh, what they were with, were these puppets, which, which they, but they weren't puppets. They were, they were actually uh, statues, I guess you'd call them, yeah. made of plasticine, which were also incredibly funny caricatures of the public figures. And then they would put them in any kind of absurd situation that they felt like. And, um, stick things in them and, you know, blow them up and do whatever they did and photograph the results. And that was, that was what they were doing at that point. So they did something about the then new EU for, for us in, in, in the National Lampoon, which was hugely successful. Uh, and, uh, then I, when I left the Lampoon, um, I don't know how it came up, but we started talking about what we would do with. With uh, what they could do, sort of because they were getting to the towards the end of their reputation as as these editorial cartoonists and wanted to go to the next stage, and so we were we, we were talking about um, how to make these puppets make these make what, these these uh, uh, figures yeah. into actual moving puppets and at the time the biggest one of the biggest TV shows on the air everywhere was the Muppets, and the Muppets had uh, had really kind of uh, re- refined the, the whole mechanics and technique yeah. of, of puppetry.
1: Oh, it's it's uh, easy so to forget that the Muppets in the early '80s were huge, and I loved them because I was a kid. Arsehole. But adults of yeah. Peter Sellers was on there. You know, big stars would go on. There. It was a massive show.
9: Yeah, and it was. It was big elsewhere too. It wasn't. It wasn't just right. in the English speaking world. It was. It was all over the place. Wow. Um, so anyway, but but we... I i, I knew the Muppets. I mean, I knew the Muppet people. Uh, uh,
1: I knew well. the Muppets, yes. Yes, yeah, so I, I knew those. <laughs> yes. me, me and Kermit, we're all great friends, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Big Bird, we used to get high together. <laughs> but um,
9: the... Um, the... Uh, so it, it was a natural, you know, it's a natural kind of thing to start thinking about doing these because the Muppets were huge. You mm. know, they, they weren't like little puppets; they, they were like three quarter size humans, right? Okay, uh, a lot of them, and and um, and and so we had we had kind of a model to work from. Um, the trick really was to make these caricatures, these brilliant caricatures, uh, still recognizable, and 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 but also make them make make them talk. Because obviously the Muppets just have mouths that you basically, it's like a glove puppet, right? Yeah. Just back and forth. Then you can screw it up, but you can't do much with it. Uh, but we had to do, I don't know, um,
5: uh,
9: well, Thatcher, I mean, obviously. And, and Thatcher had a, had a mouth, had a mouth like, uh, you know, a, a snake crawling down a drain. So, I mean, <laughs> how do you do that with a, with a, with a puppet and, and, and also make it, make it natural actually talk? Mm. So it's, um, that that was the challenge and and these guys eventually rose to it and we actually one of our best puppeteers was uh, was a puppeteer
1: uh, oh okay yeah and th- and then so, so then th- th- you idea. W- w- so you're working with these guys you've got it going how did you then go and sell that to um to a t- to a TV company because it was quite a radical thing of we have got these these puppet statues whatever and we are going to model them on the politicians of the day and we are going to poke fun at them that's that's a tough sell isn't it
9: well yeah because it was uh, but apart from the fact that we were we, or the guys hadn't really sort of refined hadn't really finished this this technology um but there was uh, there was a guy in cambridge with the, the both of them came from cambridge oddly enough and and uh one of the things I found out later, because I went to Cambridge too, I went to St John's College, and one of the things I found out was that Roger, Roger, and Peter, when they were students at, at Art College in Cambridge, um, did um, worked in the uh, in the buttery of St John's College.
1: Yeah,
9: they probably served me my dinner at one point.
1: <laughs> there you go.
9: Yeah, or pints of beer or whatever. Yeah. Know. And um, and so forever after, Roger always called me the young master, <laughs> just a good working class lad just yeah. like him. Yeah. But um, the uh, uh, there was Clive. There was a guy called Sir Clive, a tech, technolo- technology guy. What was his name?
1: Oh, Clive Sinclair. Yes,
9: yeah. Sir Clive Sinclair. Yeah. And and he so he bankrolled us for, for quite some time. Did uh, he? to help us get you know to, to, to pull this technology together. Um, and and that was uh, that was key actually, um, and then we uh, we 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 sort of hooked up with um, uh, with John Lloyd, who I knew
1: <coughs> slightly. Very famous comedy producer, of course. Who who um, I guess around that time had he done not the nine o'clock news at that point? You no, know, he was
9: he was he was coming off nine o'clock, right. Not the nine o'clock news, and I think was beginning to put Black Blackadder together.
7: Right. Okay. Uh,
9: but he was still doing when I met him. I think he was still he was maybe on his last season with Not the Nine O'Clock News. Yeah. And I had done a very famous parody with, with, other, with many other people uh, in, the, in the late 70s called Not the New York Times, oh. and um, which uh, which was uh, all, all kinds of literary people. The, the Times went on strike, so we put out an issue of the, of the New York Times, which, which uh, <laughs> was, was a straight-ahead parody. Of and
1: did time. he, he nick the title from you for Not the Nine O'Clock News? It's the
9: first thing he said when he sat down Brilliant. with me was, I have to confess that I stole <laughs> not from
7: you <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh well, well <laughs> done him for owning up in the in the shifty yeah. world of t v when you know ideas are getting nicked all the time. well done him for putting his hand up
9: absolutely i, I gave him absolution right away
1: good for you, <laughs> well done
9: and um, so anyway so uh, anyway so w- but once he got involved then then it gave it a credibility that which we hadn 't really had before um, and, um, and by now you know we we had. We had enough sort of puppets in, that, we, that we could actually we, we could actually uh, work the puppets um, to to propose doing a pilot. Um, so we went to Central Television, yep. uh, Birmingham, and because um, nobody in nobody in the BBC would touch it because yeah. of the sort of savage savagery of these caricatures and the fact that you know that there was a new administration in in, uh, in charge who was going to look very poorly on uh, anything like this yeah um, so the, nobody would touch it in in london but so we went to um, uh, went to uh, central and central actually to their credit were, were very uh, were very receptive of it and uh, and paid for us to do a pilot and um, and we did a very funny pilot I think a lot of which didn't um, there was one we wanted to demonstrate what the puppets could do. So there's one sketch in the pilot where there's all these Japanese businessmen sitting around a sushi table um eating eating sushi and um for some reason they all have to commit suicide. So they all committed suicide by, you know, uh, committing whatever it's called, where you've cut. Ha- Harry Carey. Harry Carey, yeah.
1: yeah.
9: And um so that was great, you know, great sausages of intestines coming out <laughs> and around <laughs> great. Really grand meal stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, so they bought it. Uh, and uh, le- the rest is history. Uh, but uh, well, uh, but you didn't stick around for that long. Is it? Am I right? Because you wanted it to be more satirical and poking fun at the establishment, and John Lloyd was was more interested in sort of poking fun at celebrities, which is a very different thing altogether, isn't it?
9: Yeah, I, I think I probably think that's a little bit unfair to John. Okay. I mean, I think the I think it was more a question of style. Um, I mean, there were. Other issues but the but the main thing was that john John and i didn 't really agree about 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 the, the I wanted it to be really hard line satire because I hated Thatcher and I hated Reagan for that matter yeah. uh, and they seemed like you know the, the, up these phenomena on both sides of the Atlantic had the same cruel policies and blah 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 they they needed really hard satire yeah. so i i think uh, I wanted to actually. What I thought the show should be a series of little kind of sitcoms, little mini sitcoms, that would uh, that would run every week, and which we would you know get to know the characters in, and 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 go back to. So there was one where all of the old prime ministers were in retirement at a place called Exchequer's. <laughs> Brilliant. And um, uh, you know all, all the all the and, and Douglas Hume and. Uh, and, and all the guys from uh, and, and Wilson and so forth were all these doddering old fools in an old folks' home, and it was uh, it was just a lot of fun to to have these these puppets sort of uh, yelling at each other and spilling things on themselves. Yeah. Um, and 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 then there was the one I think I told you about last time, which was uh, about Number Nine Downing Street. Yeah, yeah.
1: Where was Hitler with, living next uh, door?
9: Hitler living next Beautiful. door to Maggie Thatcher and 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 giving her giving her advice about how to deal with the union. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, an iron fist, you need an iron fist, my little she-wolf. Um, <laughs> and um, that actually got on the air, I think, and was, was greeted with enormous, an, enormous amount of condemnation. Beautiful. So there was stuff like that. And then there was one where the Queen met Maggie every week and really hated her because she was a grocer's daughter and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, anyway, so stuff like that, uh, which I thought were very funny and, and actually were very funny, and the, the puppetry was brilliant. But John wanted to do a more kind of, um, you know, I call it laugh-in. I'm not sure that, that means very much to, to an English audience. But oh, it means, yeah, no, we had, they,
1: they, they repeated laugh-in on Channel 4 in the 80s and 90s. That, that um, oh, okay, yeah, here come yeah. the judge, here come the judge, all that stuff.
9: Exactly, the little, little short, sharp jokes. He, yeah. he was much more interested in that stuff. Uh, and the other thing with John was that he had been sort of through the wars about satire. So, and that wasn't something I really quite appreciated, that that the BBC had dealt with... With satire from you know the earliest days of, uh, of from beyond the fringe and 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 the frost the frost uh, you
7: know, um, frost so that, Report. Was,
9: that was yeah so they had a long history of dealing with how to get satire on the air without without losing their license and and um that that wasn't the case in in the States. so i, I was was to this a little bit kind of the, the rabid the rabid bomb thrower and um i I, I appreciated later that that probably wasn't Going to be ever even at central, which was very socialist minded uh, that wasn 't going to happen but um, but the the real politics that the sort of destructive politics were behind the scenes and much more much more
1: corporate and destructive and ugly and we, we've, t- t- Tony, we've got about two minutes left i, I just wondered what your thought because the spitting image was was huge and it was it went on for years and years probably went on maybe a couple of years too long um, but it was right. it became massive i just wondered what you thought of it when it you know when it became the chicken song and it became this kind of huge institution what you, if you ever saw it in that period and what you thought of it was
9: well, I thought, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I was disappointed. I didn't follow it very much. I, there, there was two very quickly. I mean, there were two things that, that that really got to me. One was that they tried to do a, a U.S. version, and that was supposed to be the thing I was going to do once we set it up in England to do a U.S. version. And they, you know, they they had no clue about U.S. politics, yeah. so they they just made a complete a, a complete mess of it. It was like a it, it, was, it, it wasn't. It, it wasn't funny at all, and blah blah blah. That was one thing. But the other thing, which was I thought much more telling, was um, I heard sometime in the late eighties or the mid, mid to late eighties that um, the people that we were that they were satirising, especially politicians, um, were actually asking uh, for their puppets. Yeah. And um, the, the particular one that I heard about was Nigel Lawson. And, and Nigel Lawson, this slobbery, we had this wonderful sort of slobbery puppet. I
7: remember, yeah, um,
9: yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as slobbery as Hattersley, but pretty slobbery. And, uh, and 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 Lawson had had apparently asked for the puppet of this this slobbery puppet to be displayed in his own living room. And so I you've thought,
1: lost you've lost it at yeah, that point. If the politicians lost, are embracing you, you've lost it. Tony, but, listen, man, we're out of time. Um, OK. You're, but, but no, no. but you're welcome. <laughs> honestly, if you want to come back in another few weeks, I, I, I could listen to you all night, honestly. Um okay. The podcast, or the, the final edition Radio Hour, which you can get on iTunes and Acast and all your usual stuff, at Tony Hendra on Twitter. Tony, it's so nice to talk to you, man. Thank you so much. Not at all, it's
9: great fun as always
1: Thank you very much, we'll get, we'll get Tony back at some point I love him, honestly, we'll get him back um, 03444991000 This is Talk Radio
0: The Late Night Alternative With Ian Lee
1: on Talk Radio
0: We have ways of making you talk Where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on. Down this road that never seems to end. When you adventure, lies just around the bend. So if you wanna join me for a while, just grab your hat, come travel like that whole style. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my own. world it's waiting to unfold a brand new tale no one has ever told we've journeyed far but you I know it won't be long we're almost there we beat paid our bet with a hobo song maybe tomorrow i want to settle down until tomorrow i'll just keep moving on so
1: we go, guys. 344 4991000 is the telephone number. Um, you thought she was dead. Um, Some hoped. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Catherine Boyle is in the studio. We're yes. going to take call straight to her for the last hour of the show before Paul Ross cubs on at one o'clock. That's what we're going to do, guys. 344 um, 4991000 is the telephone number. So call straight to air. Call straight to air. Now, here's something I've been meaning to say since I got back from Australia. Maybe I've said it. I don't know. But... Toff, who won I'm a Celebrity, has friends that work in Pret, or, or she worked in Pret, or something, some, and she told me something about Pret. So have I told you this? That makes sense with something that's happened to me twice in Pret, and I keep forgetting to do it. Do you remember? I, I, I'd said that, um, th- that twice I'd been in Pret, and I'd ordered a sandwich, a sandwich, and a. I love their cheese and pickle sandwich. They didn't have it today when I went in, and a drink. And twice. In the same week this was, a while ago, um, the, um, the, the person behind the counter said, oh, don't worry, sir, we'll g- I'll give you this for free. Because I was asking about their names, because I think they have fake names in Pret. Anyway, twice the person said, don't, don't worry, so you can have this for free. I was like, what? Weird. And then Toff told me something, and um, this is what we're all going to do tomorrow to try and bankrupt Pret. What she told me is that the staff in Pret... Uh, Pret-a-manger, if you're wondering what I'm talking about. The, the staff in Pret are told that if someone orders their food and drink and is, you know, overly... is very, very friendly and in a good mood, you give them the food and drink for free.
10: Well, so they didn't charge you anything at all? Twice. Wow.
1: And this was, this was, this was a couple of years ago, so... You know, I, I was I was um, consigned to the uh, the garbage bin of Showbiz Histories. So they didn't know who I was. Mm. Um, and they, I had a sandwich and twice they gave it to me. And it happened in the, like, the space of a week or two weeks. Um, and I remember being overly, very, very chatty in there hello, guys, how are... Are you having a great... I do that sometimes. Well,
10: creepy, they're just trying to get you No, wrong.
1: not creepy, but I'd ask them about that. Is it true that your names, that you have fake names in Pret? That's... Fa- What's your real name? That's fantastic. And they gave me the... And and, and, uh, and it makes sense. So this is what we're all going to do tomorrow. So we're going to go to Pret at Manger, And we're going to be overly... Fr- and you've all got to do this, because y- your homework tomorrow, Wednesday night, is to call in and tell me yay or nay, did you get free food or did you not get free food? Um, and uh, you've all got to go in. You've got to be f- f- friendly. Don't take the piss. Don't be sarcastic. Be, Hello, girl. Oh, it's so, you know, whatever you do. You don't have to be like an old camp queen like I was just being there. Um, and, and we're all going to try it, OK? Can you try it for me, Catherine?
10: Uh, we don't have a prep where I live. Well, you're yeah, coming to so, London. What?
1: It's, it's for It's going to cost
10: me yeah. to get something for free. Is this
1: it's, c- correct? Yes, yes. But, um, but then we've got great content for the radio. So everybody has to try it um, tomorrow. I'm certainly going to try it. I'm in town tomorrow. I'm in town tomorrow at half past 4 I've got a very important meeting that will lead to nothing. Um, but I will go and do it. And I'll go in and I'll be... Hello, everybody! Oh, fan How was your... Before you serve me, how has your day been? Oh, God. Has it... Well, you guys do a great job. I would love this cheese and pickle sandwich. And um... what are you having? What are you having? I'm not going to do. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to buy a round for everybody. You should. They'd give it you for free. No, they wouldn't. I don't think it, that, that would be that's a ridiculous suggestion. But um, I, I think it's going to work. I think that tomorrow, we if we all do it enough, we could see Pret go under.
10: And that's exactly what they deserve for their kindness. Yeah,
1: exactly, we could see them go under. Right. So that's so that's the plan, guys. That's what we're gonna do. Um, so we'll we'll do that tomorrow. If I remember, I always forget. I mean, I've been wanting to talk about it for four months, and I've forgotten. So uh, oh, there's been so much other stuff to talk about. Yeah, there hasn't. There not though. Well. Um, oh, we don't we don't really do Trump on this show, but this is the best Donald Trump story, man. I know it's a couple of days old but the papers have just picked up on it. Oh it's brilliant. I mean the you know whatever you think of the guy this this is this is you know even if, even if you think he's brilliant this is the ultimate in bell endery. Donald Trump boasted he would personally have run into the Florida school shooting yeah. unarmed. Just just think about that for a second. You know uh, an unfit seven, forget everything else. There's a, an unfit 76-year-old... Mm-hmm. 76? Who's, who's scared of slopes. He's scared of slopes, would, would have run into the school unarmed. And then there was a brilliant picture that someone posted of, of him holding an umbrella while his youngest son was getting yeah. wet.
10: He won't even take a raindrop for his yeah. son.
1: This uh, is a great story. There's
10: also that lovely gif of him in his office with the American Eagle that time, and it flapped its wings and nearly pooed his pants. So...
1: Donald <sighs> Trump boasted... He would personally... Is that is there audio of this or is it in a private thing?
10: Oh, no, there is audio. I've heard it.
1: Find, can you find, find find me the audio? And send me the link, please. The president repeated his attack on a police deputy who did not enter the building at the time of the massacre. Oh, yeah, it was dissing the police that were there because mm. they, they were pussies. He told governors meeting at the White House to discuss school safety... I really believe I'd run in there, even if I didn't. Have... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Maybe
10: if there was a golf course in there. Here we go.
1: Can you send me the link? And I'll yeah, play sure. Here. Yeah. I'll play it. Um, that is, I mean, it's absolute as uh, genius, isn't it? Trump repeated his criticism of Officer Scott Peterson, saying he was frankly disgusting. After it emerged, the armed school guard stayed outside during the attack.
10: It wasn't just him though, there were more Marjorie
1: th- Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida that left seventeen students yeah. and teachers dead.
10: That initial guy, it turns out there were more than there was more than one.
1: The President oh, yeah, the President also criticized several other deputies who failed to immediately enter the school, telling the governors the officers weren't exactly medal of honour winners. <laughs> this guy's such a bellend. Uh, um why does it come up on my phone but not on my computer? There we go. Oh, let's, have a, oh, let's have a listen to this. It's, I mean, this guy, the guy's a, guy a player, a legend. Do we go.
8: We have to take steps to harden our schools so that they're less vulnerable to attack. This includes allowing well-trained and certified school personnel to carry concealed firearms. At some point, you need volume. Now, I don't know that a school is going to be able to hire 100 security guards that are armed. Plus, you know, I got to watch some deputy sheriffs performing this weekend. They weren't exactly uh, Medal of Honor winners, all right? The way they performed was, frankly, disgusting. They were listening to what was going on. The one in particular, he was then, he was early. Then you had three others that probably a similar deal, a little bit later, but a similar kind of a thing. You know, I really believe you don't know until you test it, but I think I, I really believe I'd run in there even if I didn't have a weapon. <laughs> and I think most of the people in this room would have done that, too, because I know most of you. But the way they performed was was really a disgrace. I get it. That's incredible. Even if I didn't have a weapon. I get it. That's great. I, will... I really believe I'd run in there even if I didn't have a weapon.
1: <laughs> Come on, man. And listen, you know, have you seen his face? Is his face melted? He looks like... Have you seen the advert recently with Michael Parkinson in it? Uh, You know, have you seen it? No. He don't look well. Parky don't look well. He's old, doesn't he? Parky don't look well. I think Parky might be next. Um, Closely followed by Donald Trump. He doesn't doesn't look well at all, Trump. He looks terrible. His eyes are, you know, one's... What is it? One's going off to the shops, the other's coming, coming back, back with, with a change. change. He looks terrible. Also,
10: he's full of shit. We well, all know this, don't we?
1: Yeah. Um Trump has had been has been ridiculed himself after many pointed out how he was given five deferments to avoid military service in Vietnam in the nineteen seventies. Um, the election campaign, his election campaign received $22 million in support from the NRA. Mm-hmm. And um, once again, in case you missed it, this is what Donald Trump would have done if he'd been outside that school. But I think I, I really believe I'd run in there even if I didn't have a weapon. Yeah, OK, mate, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chinny record. He's the
10: most humble person he knows.
1: Isn't he, Justice? I think that's great. I think that's great. And yet, you know, the people that love him, and uh, defend him w- won't accept that he's a knob. <laughs> they just won't accept it. Yeah. So
10: I, I read a brilliant thing on Twitter the other day, which was: um, if your kid hits another kid with a stick, do you either yeah. take away the stick or give everyone else sticks?
1: No, I go. I go and um, wait till the child's asleep, and then I, I uh, whisper things things in their ears that, that give them nightmares. So I did. Okay. Oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Call straight to air till one o'clock when Paul Ross comes in. I'm Ian Lee. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio.
0: Moonlit musings for mums, madams, and
8: meat packers. Oh, never mind, I must have misheard. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. The station's brilliant. On Talk Radio.
1: Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's take calls straight to air. Hello, caller. You're on the radio. Uh, hi, Ian. It's Nigel. Hello, Nigel. Have we spoken before? Not tonight. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. You don't care. I do care. Um... He couldn't. Even, he didn't <laughs> even care enough to finish the sentence. I do care before he'd moved on to his next <laughs> thought. That's how little he cares. But the signal. The
11: signal's bad, Ian. The in signal. Your, your
1: signal in your brain is bad. <laughs>
11: but I, I, I hate the weather. It's too cold. It is too cold. It won't
1: last forever. The
11: snow. I'm snowed in. By the way, I've got about six inches of snow outside the door. Nigel's got, got six. Even...
1: Nigel's got six inches. Make your own jokes at home, please, guys.
11: <laughs> no it's snow. Six inches of
1: snow. Oh, I thought you uh, meant anyway. your penis.
11: Have you got much snow? No. How much snow have you got where you are in
1: uh, London? Is it very thick? No, no. It snowed quite heavily, but it didn't settle. And um, oh. oh, oh, you're lucky it
11: settled. Well, well, all the time. well, well. Lucky, real, lucky
1: okay. if lucky if we didn't want snow. But I'd, l- I would like snow. I like snow. Yes.
11: Yeah. It's nice if you haven't got to cycle. I mean, I'm still I still cycle ten miles today on the road. I was was hoping Catherine
1: and I were hoping that we would get snowed in at work, so that we Mm. could um, top and tail on the sofa on the second floor.
10: (laughs) No
11: way! Did I tell you that's what we were? hoping? No, that
10: wasn't. uh, wasn't
11: I
1: forgot to mention that's what we were hoping. Yes.
11: I rang in the show to, to cheer myself up because I feel so depressed in this cold weather. Okay. That, like
1: You could put a jumper on? That I
11: know. The heating isn't working properly in my bedroom. That doesn't help.
1: No, that doesn't
11: help. No. Oh. What, if, um, what,
1: if only, there was, only, form, if it, if only uh, there was some form... If only there was... Shut in. up. If only there was some form of vigorous exercise that one man mm. could do on his own. But there
11: is, but I won't say it. Pumping iron.
1: Yep. Well, Pu- you can pump hello off.
11: Catherine. Hello, <laughs> Um I didn't want to leave you out. So, you know. I'll tell you what, Nigel. Say, Nigel,
1: fine. say hello to Gary. Mm. Say hello to Gary, Nigel.
11: Hello, Gary. Hello. Are you still singing? Are you still singing oh, right. in that band, you know? The famous Single. band. Is it Gary Barlow? Gary Barlow, no. Oh, you not Gary Barlow.
5: No, it's not, oh, not no. Gary Barlow. <laughs> no,
11: Oh, I like Gary Barnes. It's hmm. good thing there's any famous. It's but all right. you in the country, Gary. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, hang but... on, that
5: was bad. Can
11: you hear me better now? Yeah. I can hear you better, um. yeah. uh, how, What part of the country are you in at the moment, Gary? Wakefield. Wakefield? Oh, yeah, that's um, near Birmingham, isn't it?
3: I'll,
5: I'll be asking a question if, you, if you're ready to carry on books because there's a beatnik. Same as uh, Bob Dylan.
11: Can you repeat oh, that? I can't hear very well. The signal's bad at the moment. I can't hear very well.
5: Oh, yeah. Do you know, uh, Jack Kerouac? the book, uh, the book on the road, well, I'm going to ask Ian uh, yeah. a question about that, see if he's ever read it, because it's quite yeah. a good yeah. book. Oh, I see.
11: Yeah, I understand. Okay. generation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um. Ian? Oh, Ian? All right. oh, it's a terrible signal. Right.
5: nice. It? Yeah, it's very
11: The signal's bad tonight. It's, it's the weather, I think. Uh, might be the weather. Where are you from, Nigel? Mindstone. Um, All right, yeah. Mm. It's, it's terrible down here. Oh. The snow is very very bad, the snow in, in King. Terrible the down here. i that for me. It's very terrible in down here M20. as well. You know. It's all closed. I've
5: got my money days. and it's very cold.
11: Mm. <sighs> oh. So, what are you doing at the moment, Sir Gary? Just listening to me and
5: we, you know, radio.
11: Do you listen on the internet?
5: Oh, no, i got a DAB radio.
11: Oh, right, yeah, that's a special one. It's Sure. Huh. I can't get... i have to listen on the internet because I can't get this signal on the radio. Um, all right. It uh, yeah. What you on Are you still there, Ian? Has he popped off away or something? I
5: think he's left us to it. Oh, to it for <laughs> me,
11: still. So that, the last day uh, of the show. <laughs> Uh, are you married, Gary?
5: No, single. Uh, but, you
11: nice. but you've got I, a girlfriend? I had a girlfriend. No, I had one, but, you have one. but it went all in. No, I've got one now. Mm. Oh, that's a shame, right, isn't it? Mm. It went so. Cold weather. Uh, you, you need a I girlfriend know. in this cold weather you? You? to warm you up. What about you, you got you got a wife or a girlfriend? Yes, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, I've got a lady friend. Yeah, yes, yeah, a lady friend. Oh, sorry. Right, yeah. yeah. She's nope, forty-eight. Forty-eight. I'm forty-six. I'm oh, oh, yeah. getting old now. That's all right though.
5: It's
11: not too old, is it? Uh, no, no.
5: Forty-six is all right. My best friend. Died, thought,
11: yeah. My, yeah, my my one is forty-eight. Alright. Yeah.
5: Best friend was 62, I've got another best friend, she's 72, she's asleep at the moment, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to be quiet. Mm. Oh dear.
11: Huh. I wanted I'll to do a song for Ian in a minute, uh, Gary. Oh, I'll do that. Yeah, that, uh, I'll just, you'll I do might that. I'm waiting for I might be free him to come back. Uh, um. I'll listen. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. I, uh, this is a, uh, I was going to play a recording of uh, a band in London that I played the drums with. Yeah, do you want to hear a bit? Yeah, I'll it well, on. I won't. I'll just play a little bit of this band. It, it, you should pick it up. say oh. feedback
5: what feedback on that
11: Play the drums with? Play the drums? Yeah, I played really? the drums with that. But... Pardon?
5: I can't play an instrument. I wish I could. Yeah. I wish I could play an instrument, but I
11: can't. It would. I, I don't suppose you heard it very well because of the signal.
5: The feedback and all that, yeah. But I listened to Beatles Pardon? and what, yeah. the Love Island. What are Be- you about Love Island now? Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. the Beatles. Ages ago. I've got a Love Island. I've got all the Beatles albums.
11: Do you play any instruments, uh, Gary?
5: I don't. I'm an artist. Oh,
11: you're you're a drawer or an artist? Yeah. What do you paint? What sort of things do you paint? (laughs) Dark stuff. Like demons (laughs) and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you're a bit tired tonight. You're a bit tired, Gary. Yeah,
5: because a bit, like a bit I, tired. I've just been out for my money to the
11: post office.
5: Uh,
11: oh, you haven't, you haven't had a few points, like... I have, yeah.
5: Which is uh, fair enough, isn't it? I don't
11: know. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, yeah, 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 sure. Got to have some enjoyments in life.
5: Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> I
11: don't know where Ian has gone. Where's has Ian gone? <laughs> yeah, I know, he's, he's, he's gone, are not he? I don't know. He's so, uh, I, um, I just wanted
5: to ask him a I'll question you. about Jack Carrack, if he's, if he's heard of him or not. Yes, might have read yeah. the book. Um, Still gone.
11: Though. Anyway, I've got I've got to go in a minute because the credit. You my credit.
5: No, my Credit as well, no. I know it.
11: Oh. Anyway, Gary, I'll see you later, Gary. See
5: you later. Nice meeting. Nice meeting speaking to you.
3: Hello? Hello? Hi, it's Guy.
5: Guy? Oh, Guy. Yeah. Who am
3: I speaking to?
5: Sorry?
3: Who am I speaking to?
5: Gary. From Whitefield.
3: Hello, Gary. Hello,
5: Hi. how are you? How are you? I'm all right, yeah, i just chilling out.
3: <laughs> um, Are you always this interesting, Gary? Well,
8: not
5: interesting, really. I was trying to ask Ian something, but he's gone off. Huh. Yeah. My credit's going in so I'll get off. I'll let Ian carry on. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, then, see the bit. Take
3: you. Take you. Oh, that was interesting. Um, well, <laughs> I was just turning um, in because uh, I was uh, I was at, uh, at the um, at the Rondo Theatre at Bath and. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know that um, you told uh, to to, uh, at any point to stop what you're doing and let you know that potatoes or pineapple works. (laughs) It really works. I every time because I since I've uh, since I've since i a bit unwell. And uh, I've actually.
12: Come on, John, really?
3: Gone to, gone to sneeze, and potatoes and pineapple actually works. It stops you from sneezing. That's the only reason I phoned him to say. <laughs> is, uh, the loose are there. Which you
11: name is That one. God, my hands are freezing. don't know if this will make them warm, but it will make them dry. But it's
3: just crap. Anyway. anyway Anyway, uh, that was it. That was the only reason on the phone yesterday because it, it, it would be uh, potatoes and pineapple actually works. although uh, with a little bit of caution, um, I will say that uh, be careful where you say it, because if you forget where you are and you just say it randomly, uh, like I was in in, in a queue today, I just saying randomly out loud potatoes and pineapple, uh, <clears throat> you do get a few odd, funny looks but there uh, you uh, Alright uh, Good <laughs> on, everyone Hello no. Hello
13: Hello Um, okay, nobody's talking to me. That's a bit weird. But I just want to—if I am on air—I'm um, so excited, man. I'm 43 years old, and I'm building an igloo outside. I'm so excited. So um, my friend's kids are coming around in the morning, and I'm freezing, and I'm building an igloo. It's very exciting. We've got loads of snow here in the northeast. There's about nine, maybe nine and a half inches something, so I'm very excited. Um, This is bizarre because no one's talking to me. I don't actually know if anyone's listening or what's going on or if Ian Lee's in a bit of a mood and he's just sick of people calling in. Anyway, uh, hope you're all having a nice night, guys. Keep warm. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, building an igloo. Brilliant, got lots of nice photographs. And um yeah. Take care guys. Ian, it's a joy to talk to you as always. Bye.
8: The radio show that knows truth is always stranger than fiction. Week Monday, I get shoes. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On Talk Radio.
1: Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Calls um, straight to air until one o'clock. When um, I nearly said Bill Buckley, then gosh, that's no. Paul Ross comes on and um, does his thing. And then at five o'clock, it's James Max. Uh, you can listen to the show on DAB. You can download the app, or you can listen online at TalkRadio.co.uk. Here's the thing that I've only discovered on other radio apps that we don't have on ours because it's a little bit ropey but I I, I do listen to the station a lot on on our app but it doesn't have this thing, the sleep timer where you can set it for like 45 minutes or an hour so that it switches off so you kind of nod off and then it switches itself off. I love, i have only just discovered that in the last two weeks?
10: I used to have one of those on my old radio alarm clock, my digital one. I used to listen to James Whale and Tommy Boyd and all those guys on when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, good function.
1: But they have it on on um, on. Well, they have it on the LBC app, and I guess on the radio player app. I think they do, and on on, on the BBC iPlayer, they do. And we, sh- I mean, you know, uh, our app is useful and stuff. But it, uh, you know, it could be a little bit more user friendly. I just, you know, <laughs> I'm sure if you paid someone a few hundred quid, they could knock up a better app than that. But there you go. Uh, you can watch the show tonight as well. If you subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash rabbit hole, you can watch us. And um, thank you for the 150-odd people that are there watching us, and um, your patience is appreciated, because kind of doing experiments, um, one camera and the sound, and we're doing experiments because the plan is on um, June the 3rd to do um, a live TV show... Um, Let's see if we've uh, we've sold any tickets for this. We've booked a venue. Uh, 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 We've booked a venue and um, uh, we're going to book a guest. Adam Buxton can't do it, unfortunately, but we will find someone who can. And we're going to stream a live TV show. Gosh, we've sold 41 out of 90 tickets. Yeah. That's for June the 3rd. Um, and it, you know and we 're saying in the thing it might be a car crash, you know it might it might not work, uh, so you know please come along we 'll have a laugh for a couple of hours, definitely, but it might be um it might be a stinker um, but um that so this is why we 're not streaming on Periscope at the moment the show, and we will do again at some point and and why you know sometimes the sound is a little bit ropey on this new stream. And why the picture is is not particularly good tonight? Apparently, it's because I'm experimenting, and um, I don't. It's, it's, the whole thing of streaming um, video is um, uh, is it, a bit of a mystery to me. And there, there is no reason why the picture shouldn't be should, shouldn't be as good tonight as it was yesterday, but yet that's the way it is. And the sound's going a little bit in and out of sync and stuff. And I don't know why. I don't know why it worked so well yesterday. It didn't work. It doesn't work so well today, but this is all an experiment, you know. And we'll 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 um, we'll see. Don't be afraid to fail is um kind of the thing. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Ah, there was it? we go. This is um, this is useful. The, the The Daily Mail has got tips on how to keep warm. Um, uh, don't have an oh, okay. This is stupid. Straight straight in these are their tips on how to keep warm. And the first one is, don't have a hot coffee. An iced coffee is better. Oh, stop this. Well, I know that when you drink, you're supposed to drink a hot drink if you want to cool down because it makes you sweat. But it only makes you sweat when sweat cools you down, but it only makes you sweat because you're hot. You're getting hotter. So that's stupid.
10: But surely you have to be hot to start with.
1: Wrapping your hands round a steaming cappuccino may seem like the perfect antidote. They were giving away um, like there was I was I popped into a popular coffee house. Mm-hmm. Cafe Nuro. And when I was there everyone was coming in and showing their phone to, to people and go showing their phone, showing them to. they're showing their phone to? Oh, their phone, hot chocolate please, what size? And they're showing their phone and there was there was um like a, a tie in Like a phone company were doing a time where everyone could go and get a hot, free hot chocolate today. I hate, as you know, I'm allergic to hot chocolate. Hello, Line One. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. Uh,
4: Hey, Ian. Um, Good to hear you. Um, I was just wondering, uh, are you still writing your autobiography? No. Uh, You stopped.
1: Uh, well, it wasn't an autobiography, it was a book where every chapter was going to be about a different TV show I've worked on, because I've worked on l- hundreds, literally hundreds, well, maybe not literally hundreds, but I've worked on scores, and a score is 20, and I've yes. worked on scores, so that means at least 40, but it's probably closer to 80. Um, and before I went in the jungle, we, we, I'd, I'd written about 25,000 words... And mm-hmm. my agent took it around to all the publishers and they went, no, we're not interested. And, and I thought, well, you you wait, guys, because uh, I know what's coming up in my diary. And then mm-hmm. when I came back from the jungle, my agent took it around to all the publishers and they went, no, we're not interested. So I, I kind of haven't got any motivation to write it. But you could self-publish. I can't be arsed.
4: But that was that was after the jungle. Yeah. They, they couldn't sell it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought you'd. I thought you'd get a deal now, easy. Yes,
1: yeah, so I did. In all honesty, so did I. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, no one was. In, no one's interested.
4: See, I was really interested in hearing like your stuff about radio. You know, like the TV oh, stuff. Well, great, that
1: was gonna, but... that was going to be book two. But if... Uh. It, it was. It was <laughs> going to be book two. But if I can't even get book one out of the trap, and everyone's going, well, you should self-publish. You know, use. um... Create space, and I just, I can't be bothered. I don't want to do a vanity publishing, and I know it's not vanity publishing now, but I I just don't, I, it wouldn't feel, it would feel a little bit cheap. Uh, It would feel a little bit cheap.
4: Yeah, but, you know, um, all your Twitter followers and that, you could probably just, on the strength of your own publicity machine, you could probably sell a lot of copies, I would have thought. I
1: don't think so. I could, could probably, I, I could probably sell a couple of hundred copies, but that ain't a lot. And also, here's the thing, I've, I'm, I'm curious about Twitter at the moment, because I've, I've got about 103,000 followers, right? Mm. And I think about 80% of those are genuine. There's a website you can go to, and it will tell you how many followers are genuine and how many... Oh, it's is that eight. right? Yeah, and I think about 80% of mine, which is a pretty good pretty good average. So it's about 80,000, right? But yeah. I've note. I I wonder if 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 I'm muted by a lot of them because I've I've done this deliberately. The last couple of days, or actually over the last couple of weeks, a couple of times, mm. three or four times, I have uh, I have tweeted things and included in it, "Please retweet," just to see, and it got retweeted. Both times, it's got retweeted about fifteen, twenty times. Mm. Now, hundred thousand followers. Let's assume eighty thousand of them are genuine. To only get 20 retweets? It, 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 after asking for retweets? It's as if
10: people don't c- complete your well,
1: commands. No, 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 no. it's not that at all. It, 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 it makes me wonder, A, whether I'm muted by a lot of people. No. Um, and uh, Hang on, let me finish, because it's, it's genu- I've genuinely been fascinated by this. Let me to the conclusion that Twitter, as an act, uh, as a, 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 a way of selling stuff, and I've heard this from Jimmy Carr indirectly... Twitter, as a way of selling stuff, isn't very good. It's not very good. People aren't, aren't, are not are, are disengaging from it.
10: I don't think people like retweeting things like that. I don't think they like retweeting basically what's an advert for other people. No...
1: No, I, 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 well, I, no, I've seen people get retweets. I've seen, I've seen it. I've seen it. And when it's when it's a link for the show, I've done it with different things. Link for the show, short video, loads of different stuff, and twenty five retweets. Mm. So it makes me think that um, that, that, that Twitter is is um, is uh, is rubbish. It, it,
5: is it
4: because is it because it's kind of now associated with great nastiness that people are. Being, being put off no
1: i don 't know if it's that but i did I did uh, earlier on today go and look at some of those people that were sending abuse to those kids that that didn't get shot in that school and I thought jesus oh. is that is that what we've become really, and it did make me think you know i'm i'm I am a, a part of a platform where it's okay to send abuse to, to kids that didn't get shot. Uh, and uh, I don't know, but I, but no, in terms of selling a book on Twitter, it, 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 you know, if I can't get 25 retweets for, a, for a, a, a funny clip, then, it, you know, I it, it ain't going to sell a book.
4: That's a shame, you know, because I was looking, to, looking forward to all the geeky stuff about radio. But um, I guess there's a limited audience for that. Who are calling you like at this time of night, probably?
1: Well, if you want to, if you want to pay me, <laughs> if you want to pay me two and a half thousand pounds, that's that's all I'd want. I would write the book just for you. No,
4: no. Well, I did think Kath would make a great editor from. Uh, from, um, you know, uh, the way that she uh, speaks and everything, like um, Dougie Anderson... She was bigging you up.
1: speaks so well, doesn't she? <laughs> Considering, yeah. She's a great speaker.
4: <laughs> She's a good talker, but then listen to me, my standards probably aren't that high, so... Oh,
12: OK,
4: thanks. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but uh, Dougie Anderson was right in what he said, bigging you up there, Kath. Oh, um you. also um Also in... Well, the, the thing about Twitter is the king of Twitter yes. is like the nastiest man in the world, um, the T-word that you were mentioning earlier. So uh, I think the fact that he tweets more than anyone else oh, yeah, the president yeah. Yeah. probably puts people off, some people off because, like, you, you know, it's just such a, a hive, of a den of iniquity and kind of nastiness. Yeah. Um, but also um, on that subject, you were talking about John Goodman um, yes. a while back. Great oh, yeah. actor, I agree yeah,
1: with great you. Great actor, great singer.
4: Do you know that Roseanne is coming back? I don't know if you're a fan.
1: I was never really a fan of Roseanne. I watched it from time to time, Friday, good Friday night viewing. Um, that will be a disaster, won't it? Coming back?
4: I, yeah, like twenty years later, it's absolutely madness. And none of them need the money, I don't think. And um, but this is this really strange storyline that I heard yeah. that um, Roseanne is going to be a Trump supporter, oh. which is bizarre. Yeah. Well. Because because that character struck me as really liberal. So. Here's,
1: here's the thing: when these shows get back together, they are always rubbish.
4: That that is the thing, and and I mean, the last series of Roseanne was terrible, where it was just a dream. Oh god! Um, they ruined it in the last series, and and that is really going. I think Ho- I hope not, but the, you know, John Goodman's in it and everything. Hmm. Um, Laurie Metcalf, and I think it's really going to ruin its legacy. But hopefully, you know, I'm wrong.
10: Unless, well, unless hmm. they're telling you about the Trump stuff to try and get uh, whip up interest because it it will be controversial. Unless she's going to go on, you know, because sometimes she would go on a journey, wouldn't she, where she would change her mind about something. And maybe that's what's going to happen, that she starts out as a Trump supporter and she becomes disenchanted. Who knows? But I hope so. She knows what she's doing, Roseanne. I mean, people knock her and she, you know, she's a big mouth and all that stuff that some people don't like. But I don't. she doesn't need to do it. So what's she doing it for, you know?
4: She's very bright. I mean, I I do like her, and I've read her books, and they're really good. Yeah. Uh, Oh, the first one was really good, the autobiography. The second one, not so much. But yeah, yeah, no, she's she's, she's really clever. But I did hear um, uh, Laurie Metcalf, who played Jackie, saying that, and she is going to play the non-Trump supporter, so they're going to have a bit of a dynamic there. So, I
1: mean, it might be interesting, but... It won't. I tell you now, it'll be done. (laughs) I'll give it a watch. Hey, listen, man, thank you very much. 03444991000, call straight to air until 1 o'clock when Paul Ross comes in. This is Talk Radio.
9: (laughs)
8: Stimulating nightly emissions guaranteed to open your eyes and your mind. (laughs) Oh my word. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
1: 03444991000 is the telephone number. Call straight to air. Um, we've got another nine minutes of this rubbish. Uh, then Paul Ross comes in at one o'clock, and then at five o'clock, um, it's um, it's James Max at uh, five o'clock. Five o'clock, it'll Be cold. It's going to be bloody cold at five. It's going to be bloody cold at five o'clock, isn't it? God, that'll be awful. Wouldn't fancy, wouldn't fancy coming in at that time. No thanks. No, I wouldn't fancy that. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's go to line one. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hi,
12: hello, good uh, evening.
8: Yes, I,
12: ha- I have been trying um, for a wee while now to have a serious conversation, and I'm not going to say the word because as soon as I say that, it goes sidetracked. So it's really to circumcise or not to circumcise. That's the question.
1: That's a but every a... time I
12: say I want to talk about willies, then it just it's goes a, haywire. It's a bit
1: of a... Everyone's been doing that, haven't they?
12: Who? Where?
1: Well, it, pretty much every phone-in show I've listened to in the last week has been doing that. It's a bit of a...
12: Oh, I don't know. I don't listen to any other oh. phone-in shows. I'm very loyal.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a... Owning trope, I'm using trope a lot. I, don't I know what trope means Keep but using
10: it, and it'll come. it'll yeah, come, come it,
1: through. I'll, I'll get it. If I keep firing out the word trope, okay. then at some point, it's gonna, uh, it's gonna be accurate. It's gonna be right. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really care. Do you know? What? No, I don't. I don't care.
12: I think it's abuse. Okay. It's abuse. It's abusive towards young babies.
1: But why do you care? Because it's abuse, right.
12: as but much as a.
1: Why, a do you, why, do, why do you care?
12: Because I have a conscience.
1: OK, well, then why are you only talking about it now when it's been in the papers? Why weren't you talking about it three weeks ago when it wasn't in the papers?
12: Well, I've been talking about FGM for about the last
1: 20 No, no we're talking years. about circumcision on boys.
12: Yes, but FGM is female yeah.
1: circumcision. Yeah, we're talking about circum... But you've to talk about circumcision on boys... So I
12: know what I'm phoning in to talk about. Yeah, I know. So the you, thing uh, about you, know the, but but why you No, no,
1: but we're not talking about that for the moment. Focus on one thing.
12: OK, you ask the question and I'll answer. No,
1: but you're all. not. you're not answering it. You're talking about something else. Why are you only phoning in and talking about male circumcision now when it's been in the papers, if you care so much? Why weren't you talking about it three weeks ago or six months ago or six years ago?
12: I started my conversation by saying I've been trying for the last few weeks to talk about it.
1: Well, you've not spoken to me about it. How am I supposed to know what you're talking about, what you're trying There's to talk t- about?
12: Every time I say Willie's, it goes haywire. Well, th- <sighs> Last time it became about Free Willie and Ur Willie and Willy Wonka. OK. So tonight I was hoping that I could have a serious conversation. OK,
1: but in quite a needy way.
12: Well, what's needy about it?
1: Well, you're doing it in this kind of babyish voice, and it's
12: just... because I'm lying down, would you like me to sit up?
1: Well, I just think if you're going to talk about um, genital mutilation, yeah. to not do it in a babyish voice. Otherwise, how am I supposed go- Otherwise, how am I supposed oh, to? take no, you- wait
12: a minute, my baby, I can't help my my voice uh, is my voice.
1: No, you can. Uh, how am I supposed to take you seriously if you're doing it in a babyish voice? My voice is my voice. Well, if you're,
12: you're doing it. Like you're my
1: doing my it there. You know. I mean, that's,
12: that's your. Pr- that's my voice. My voice? I can only change my voice. Well, okay. I can. I can put on voices. Would you like me to put on a different but
1: that's voice? that's not the voice that you normally... That I, I've never heard you speak in that voice before. That's not the voice that you normally use. The voice that
12: I normally... When I get upset, my voice
1: goes high. Yeah, well, so you're not upset then because your voice has gone low?
12: No, because I'm tired and I'm lying down.
1: OK, don't get Don't get angry with me. Jeez, I'm just saying.
12: I'm not... I'm not... Oh, I'm not angry. Oh, you are... If I was angry, I would be shouting.
1: You were shouting just then.
12: Was I? Has it been in the paper? I don't read papers. Come
1: on, that's bollocks, and you know it is. No, we're not talking about bollocks. No, it doesn't affect the bollocks. OK, so you don't want want to have a serious conversation. That's fine. I do. Well, then stop making jokes. I never made a joke. I don't make jokes. You literally just made a joke. Bollocks. Is it does it affect
12: the bollocks too?
1: You literally just made a joke.
5: Yeah.
12: Well just as well I'm not a comedian then. Oh, FGM people are so anti FGM but they don't seem so bothered about you know, the wee baby boys.
1: I have not I have nothing to say about it.
12: That's okay. You're entitled to not have an opinion. Okay, thank you, bye.
1: Very much indeed. Cue passive aggressive emails. Some people. Hey, Paul, no, you can't have that. Get your hand off my Game Boy. That's got a computer in it so it plays PlayStation games, huh? I'm not I'm not dumb. I'm not dumb. Well, I am dumb actually, but um there you go. Um yeah, I got from uh, my friend Will gave me gave me a Game Boy. Old Game Boy that's got a, 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 a Retro Pi computer in it so it can play Atari, Nintendo, Spectrum. I was playing Manic Miner on there. Manic Miner on a Game Boy. Who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought it? Um, well, I feel we're uh, coming towards the end of this, um, this show. I don't know. there anything in the papers that I want to do. Oh, I was doing the keep warm, wasn't I? That's what yeah, I was saying. This is important stuff. Mm-hmm. This is this is going to save lives. Where do you put
10: your hot water bottle? Important question.
1: Um, hug a hot water bottle between your thighs. According oh to gosh, this.
10: really? Yep. Isn't that a bit dangerous? Handed
1: a hot water bottle, most people will hug it to their stomach and hope the warmth will spread throughout their body. But a much better way. To, I'm doing it now. Blimey! Um, <gasps> run a here we go. It's a good one. Run a hairdryer over your sheets. Oh. Running a hairdryer over the inside of your bed sheets has the same effect as an electric blanket or a Dutch oven. <laughs> oh, my God. It Takes the chill off the fabric. You could also put your pyjamas in the tumble dryer on a ten-minute cycle just before bed.
10: <laughs> just put more clothes on move about.
1: Wear white or slip into silver. They say there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. So, winter-proofing your wardrobe is essential at this time of year. Too late because it'll be it'll be spring in a in a week. That's what it'll be. It's a common misconception that black is best for winter. According to studies of bird plumage, um, it's white acts as a reflector, meaning it may actually be better at trapping natural body heat close to your skin. Yes, caller.
11: Hi, Ed. It's um, CJ.
1: Hello, CJ. Um, uh,
11: uh, uh... Oh gosh, that's that's not good. Um, sorry, so, sorry, sir. It's been a very, very, very long day, and I I, I, I rang in because I wanted to ask um, for some help on an issue I've been having. Yeah. Um, I, 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 last year I I created a. Um, a oh gosh, on oh my cheek. Hang on, sorry. I created a Facebook account. Sorry, that's the, uh, the profile being a dick.
10: I created a Facebook account. And the Facebook account. He's gone. He's given up on himself.
6: What?
1: <laughs> what the hell was that? All right, well, if you're watching on YouTube, we should say goodnight to you now. Thank you very much for watching Good night. Um, if you are listening to us. Don't forget you can download the podcast. What a wonderful way to end the show. Uh, You can download the podcast, dear listener. Go to iTunes or your usual podcast provider. Uh, Subscribe, like and share, if you would be so bold. That would be absolutely marvellous. And, um, you know, leaving nice comments and things kind of helps us and it helps the show and um, stuff. We're, We're out of time, CJ. Sorry, sorry, I was editing a video. You were what? Oh, sorry, I was editing a video. Um... Right, okay. So, I mean, that is that's the perfect ending to a a really nice show. I've really enjoyed it tonight. Thank you, Catherine. Um, Thank you, dear listener. Stay tuned, though. Stay tuned, because after one o'clock and keeping me company on my drive home, it'll be Paul Ross, no less, guys. Um, So do stick around. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio.